Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. What's good, Internet? It is Tuesday, July 20th, 2021, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 411. I am your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Ricardo Contreras. Yo. Patrick Klepek. We're going to spend the next two hours examining the dunk, as it's now been called. Oh. Um, uh, just slow motion shots, our- every every angle <laughs> for the next two hours. Go Bucks! Wait, are we? Wait, are you all? Do you mean Drew's pass? Oh my god! <laughs> I thought you were talking about something from the new Space Jam. <laughs> the dunk. Yeah, yeah I've not watched the new. Space I mean, that Jam. might be. I, I I I put it out of the background, wondering. I, I just, it's just a curiosity. I am a '90s kid try, trying yeah, to get sure. see if my kid would want it, and just n- nothing. Just, at, at, just can we watch no, the, Bluey, the, the Bluey Casablanca? Instead? The Casablanca <laughs> uh, parody didn't really catch well, up. Well, that's not the Matrix bit. It was like actually, I think I'm out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair. Didn't even make it to the Austin Powers one. Wait, also wait, slow down. I know we're gonna sports talk, sports talk, sports talk. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were CP3. I thought you were like, this is it. The the number one narrative, the narrative for has me. changed. This is the delight. Well, let's introduce uh, Rob. You're also on the podcast. Um, Rob Zachney here to talk about <laughs> basketball. I was, I was Chris Paul in four. CP in four was my. I, I was. We I got think, past four, so now you. Yeah, you now we're wow. going to B wow. and six. Uh, no, they're go- that's the delight of this finals is yes. like no investment. Two teams <laughs> that w- were not on anybody's Are, dartboard. Yeah, uh, uh, for the finals, and there's like both teams are. If if Chris Paul wins. My heart goes to Chris Paul again. Like I'm, right. I've just uh-huh. chosen. I just, I, I feel I put a finger to the wind, and I just do not. Chris <laughs> Paul appears injured, and uh, is is playing his heart out. But I just don't think they have. What what is it like the the strategy against uh, Giannis is the wall, right? You just gotta need him. You just gotta basically just try and Stand erect in something in front yeah. of him. Uh-huh. And apparently he's figured out. Yeah, but I'll just charge you, and you'll get called, and I'll just foul out your entire <laughs> goddamn team. Um, and Except yeah, am I going to miss most of my Ooh. my free throws? Sure, yes, but if absolutely. I just if I take a hundred of them, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's been it has been a really good series. Uh, I think for everything except except for the refs, the the refs have been <laughs> terrible. Uh, really, both both ways. But the right teams say, have won on the nights where they've been. I think that's true, though. So yes, I don't think they've yes. cost anyone a game. So makes far. it all the sweeter. It makes it all the sweeter. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I heard something where Booker went to the sidelines after he like should have fouled out and they didn't call that foul. Um, and so he was still like, he was still in the game, but correct. didn't expect to be. Oh, the, the egregious uh, one was, where he essentially mauled a human. No, no, no. Mid- after that one, I want to oh. say, I think it was after that one. He, oh. he did another one that he thought was a foul <laughs> and left yeah. and went and, <laughs> and had to get subbed back in, which is very funny. <laughs> So that was a couple games ago. Anyway, NBA Finals have been really good. If you like like basketball but haven't followed it in a minute and like have the ability to catch up on this series, you should catch up on this series because it's been incredible basketball from both sides. Okay, here's the, here's just the one thing that bugs me. Okay. Just, yeah. uh-huh. bugs me just a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I feel like when Paul was out, yeah. the Suns 
beat the Clippers like a drum because the Clippers felt the, the Suns felt like we just got like yeah. we're just going to like we have such a deep team we're just going to keep coming at you and you, like doesn't we don't know who's going to be going off each night but we're just going to keep up coming at they're you playing for him they're like like oh oh shit like fine they took one of our they took the center oh, of I don't team. I don't buy that shit D- don't give me that <laughs> they're playing for they're wow. playing for CP3 oh they all just play hey Chris how hey Devin how much does it mean <laughs> to you to win these games for for Chris. Uh, yeah, uh, t- sports teams don't famously in. have uh, slights they invent on a game-to-game uh-huh. basis to give themselves additional motivation. Not, not definitely not a history in in sports. <laughs> no sentimentality in Rob Zachneyville of sports. <laughs> no, I, shit I, out I'm of saying here. I think he's old. CP3, this is our team, not his. <laughs> but at this point, every night it's like. All right, we're we're running the uh, Devin and Chris show. Hope it's good. Uh oh, it's crunch time. It isn't, uh, and that's the one part of this that's bugging me is like uh, that they seem to have decided Jay Crowder go out there and try to flop. <laughs> he's yeah, he's a key like, member of the team. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> but you're saying this oh, is he's not shooting like, enough threes in these, in these crunch moments. Yes, they just seem to be like we're going to feed it to these two guys no matter what happens, and I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We'll see going forward. Uh, I genuinely think Suns win in Milwaukee, and we go to Game Seven. I, I want, I, I want, I pray game, for it. I want Game Seven. They have it. They have the energy. So bad. I think do. the Suns uh, coming off of a loss at home. Uh, I think that they have the the energy to. Have it. The right, the right team won the last game, but they easily c- could have taken it. They're, like only a couple of things have to go a tiny yep. bit different. 100%. Um, it was not. It was not a blowout. A hundred percent. It started looking like anyway. We were <laughs> well, yeah, wait, 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 was, let, that let me, first remember. quarter was unbelievable. It was all Suns, right? It was all Suns. You may you may have seen my message, uh, right? Which is why I was this. I was I was with a friend, yes. uh, getting some beers, and I was like, he was like, "Do you want to watch the game?" And I I saw the message from you, and I was like, "I'm." I'm good. I'll be yeah. I'll be informed if I need to check in. And like then got a message that was like three quarters later. It was like, yeah. oh, and I was like, all right, actually, we need to f- whatever dumb movie we were watching on like Showtime. <laughs> like we need to flip it to the, the last seven minutes of the game. Uh, it's been such a swingy series. Like like basketball, basketball streakiness can be weird. Mm-hmm. But even by those standards, I feel like these games have just been like the way they converge at the end where it's like, how is this a close game? Yeah. How how are we? <laughs> how is it the fourth quarter and like three minutes left and like every every and series teams like, are still in it? Yeah. 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 Uh huh. It's been it has been very weird. So and good. I'm very happy with it. So magical playoffs again. Very easy for for all of us to say. We don't. Neither of these teams are our teams. Yeah. Uh, I'm a basketball philistine in that I grew up with the Bulls and never really adopted a team after that because of of you know it was like I yeah. didn't really want to like jump onto a team that I had shunned in favor of Michael Jordan as a little boy. <laughs> I, that would have felt. I felt like I would have been a bandwagon jumper. But I've kept trying to find my team. You know what's crazy? It's just impossible. What's up? The Chicago Bulls are still in the NBA. <laughs> no, I don't know who they are. Either, <laughs> yeah, I, frequently, like Fiegler, neither do I. Yeah. They're out there playing games, like in the regular season. Not well, obviously not now. Not now. But like in the regular season, yeah. like there are they're Bulls games there. happening. Yeah, you're saying I should you, still be a Bulls fan. You're saying I should have become a lifer. No, I am 90s. saying I have almost like. There are levels of irrelevance a team can achieve in the NBA <laughs> that are truly shocking, and like, it, like compared to almost any other sport, uh, maybe hockey has a similar sort of like there are teams that exist but don't matter. But I don't know, man. I feel like the Bulls 
all those guys are wit- like witness security uh, or something. Like every single every single Bulls player like timed out the mob. Like like Takashi six nine is on the Bulls. Like this is this is where the feds are stashed. Miserable. Now. God. Um. I hope good luck to the Bulls next year. We'll see how they how they do. Now now you make me want to root for them. You tell me they're a bunch of fucking losers. Now yeah, I think I know Zach Levine is pretty pretty. I can I can I, I can give you five minutes. I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Do you think do you think that there, it would be fun to be a Bulls fan? Do you think it would be? I think there's potential. I think they they have yeah. a a young core that could be fun next year. Yeah, but. Patrick, how how much are tickets? I think that's the real like how how much fun is this team to be a fan? Like how much does it cost to go go down there? I don't know. I haven't, like, I haven't yeah. I haven't been to the United, the United Center in a in a long time. Uh, I'll, I'll get back re- to you. The real fucked up thing is when the Nets moved to Brooklyn. I could have made that jump, mm. and I didn't, and I should have. Because that would have been a fun, rocky... You still could. No, no, I could, but could I? You know what I mean? <laughs> the thing is, I was out of the States when that happened, so even though I had, like, New York broad loyalty and liked that move and was excited by that move, I wasn't here, so I couldn't, like, benefit, like, I couldn't go to those games, because I was in Canada at the time. I guess when I was in Canada, I could have become a Raptors fan. Are you just self-conscious because it's such a... Brooklyn transplant thing to do at this point now too. Yeah, I'm not, like I, yeah, kind of not really. I'm I'm more I'm more um I'm more like I don't want to I don't want to have jumped on the Jordan team when I was six or five or whatever, and then do the KD team as a as a <laughs> yeah. I feel, like, adult. I feel like you could you could mark it down as like and become, not a, become a future net, not. become a future Nets fan after this like super right. core has dissolved. Right. Exactly. You have to be there when it's when it. You can't be there when they're about to. They would have won the finals if they were healthier. <laughs> like really, I have and, a war, I have a Warriors hoodie back there. I could just stay with the Warriors. Sure, definitely. They're underdogs again. Steph Curry's fun, sort of, but they can't. You don't get to. You don't lose the sheen of of the Splash Brothers and like that era of of when they were when they were done. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And I, I when I say the sheen, what I mean is the hate. You know, I would <laughs> like to find a team that is in a in a. I should I should have gone to the Sixers. I, th- I think in, the in Warriors the are likeable again. Maybe I should go to the Sixers. Like just- Maybe I should finally swallow my pride and and trust that in the off season <laughs> everything is going to get better with 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 Ben Simmons and it's going to be fine next year. It's not. All right, we should stop talking about basketball. Yeah. Uh, uh, hit end on sports, sports, sports. Yeah. Export F1 2021. <laughs> is it called F1 2021? It yes, it is. Uh, it's great. Good. It's the first one with EA. EA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> it's in the- does it say EA Sports? It says EA Sports at the top. It oh, is- yeah, dude. It, it, it freaks me out now to see a Codemasters game open with the uh, with that with that logo. Did they get bought? Um, is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, you know, consolidation is happening everywhere, and consolidation <laughs> is happening in the motorsports sim uh, space. EA acquired... Uh, like like let's see these dudes just got acquired i think somebody just acquired um the project cars team as well no codemasters acquired the project cars team and then got acquired by yeah uh, i see uh so like yeah we used to have so many like studios that were just like we're just going to create sports games and now it, there's a lot that hangs on like what ea is willing to produce however yeah. f1 2021 here's what we did get with this remember long shot we're doing it for f1 nice Ooh, huh. um is, and is I don't that know breaking if it's, point, but with a b b r a k i n g like a break, oh not no. like a breaking. Ah. Oh no, no, it's a 
Is that a, a term? Is that is that a term? It's good. The breaking point, like actually, yeah, it is. or okay. Like the, the breaking point sense, is then. where you begin to hit the brakes to begin your corner entry. Gotcha. Um, okay. That's a little better. <laughs> that's a little. Better. It's a little better. It, it ain't much better, though. <laughs> especially because in the branding for it, they would do the like it would be breaking with EA, and then they would like. Get rid of the letters together, uh, okay. and they yeah. were like, really, "It was like, oh, you're super proud of this. Yeah. You shouldn't be, but yeah. you know, you do you." Okay, so um, here's the thing: it is tough for me to say. Codemasters has always had this history of career modes that were like ambitious compared to what other studios were doing at the time. Like, if you go back to like Toka Race Driver, mm-hmm. they would do story shit. Um, EA experimented with this stuff through, like, Need for Speed, right? Like, there were the ones that were, like, FMV-powered. There were the ones that were, uh, you know, a lot more, like, just narrative-driven. Uh, the run comes to mind. Um, so I don't know how much of this is just, like, this would have been this way no matter what versus how much of this is EA coming in with uh, a little more experience making these, a little more money. But, like, F1, the F1 series did this a couple years ago where they had a really cut down, almost tutorial story mode uh, for your entry into F1. And it was kind of this, and I think I talked about it at the time, it was your POV, you were a nameless, faceless character, and everyone just sort of like talked at you in cutscenes. Mm. And you had like Goofus and Gallant uh, as your two foils that you were racing against. There was Devin Butler, who was like the bad boy. And then there was... Some guy who was like racing the right way, uh, you know, a good, a good trooper, a real team player. And Devin Butler was way more fun uh, and also just a total sleazeball. And then they went away from that mold for last year's edition. Uh, there was no story stuff. This year they're back with Breaking Point and it is way more uh ambitious it's a surprisingly long uh like mini campaign that takes you through the stages of this driver's uh like career in early early career in f1 you play aiden jackson and aiden jackson inhabits an alternate timeline where the pandemic didn't happen in 2020 Wait. They go back. Everything that happened in 2020 is referred to. Oh. They're like, oh, man, like they like uh, Sebastian Vettel is leaving Ferrari, which was determined during the covid break. Mm. You will see news stories about this in the game where it's like, oh, man, where's Seb going to go? Oh, man. Like, uh, can you believe Fernando Alonso is coming back? The thing that doesn't happen in this is covid. And so the season <laughs> proceeds like totally normally. But with the actual, like, historically correct business and, like, driver transactions. That is such that an ha- odd I love it. Choice. Do, do races happen where they didn't really happen? Do races always happen all the way through? Season okay. begins in Australia, which was canceled. Yeah, because Austra- uh, Australia like, basically said, uh, quite like Giannis, we were putting up a wall and uh, right. nobody, nobody's in. Yeah, dude, like... Watch the first episode of the latest season of Drive to Survive. The whole documentary crew was there for the first race in Australia where they were like, is this going to happen? And it's like an entire episode of people being like, <laughs> I don't know if we should be here. Um, and like there's great footage of like they got they they recorded a bunch of F1 drivers like hanging out when the news came out that the NBA canceled the rest of their season. And they're all just like uh, the NBA just canceled everything. And they sort of look at each other as like, is this a joke? And so, like, F1's 2020 season was, like, 
36, maybe 24 hours from rolling off. Wow. And they were they were like, we got to get out of here um, because they had the first positive tests uh, on the on the mm-hmm. grid. Like mechanics at McLaren got sick. Anyway, in this timeline, Australia goes off as planned, but all the business shit proceeds as happened historically. Uh, so, so weird. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for let's call it the Butler verse because um, Devin Butler is the unifying factor uh in all of this uh-huh. um and the but in in the butler verse uh it's like f1 is very similar but covid didn't happen um and the hottest rookie in the sport is your character aiden jackson uh who i can probably best describe as um alex albin meets tom holland um and Alex Albin is this, uh, like, he he is, uh, like, British uh, Thai, and he had a really shitty go of it at Red Bull because Red Bull is a nightmare pressure cooker of a team that just shatters drivers uh, by promoting them too early. And then being like, why aren't you a superstar? Uh, and then you just get, get, like, brutalized psychologically for a year, and then you're kicked out of the sport. That's what happened cool. to him. In this version, though, you play Aiden Jackson, who's basically just like, what if Alex Albin was Tom Holland? Uh, The resemblance is really uncanny. Um, And you are just a good, sweet kid trying to make it in F1. Um, You are paired with uh, a teammate that uh, you grew up, you know, his poster was on your wall. Casper Ackerman. Uh, but man, that's also a don't fake. meet this is your heroes. Not a real person this is a, the fake person. Okay, they all sound like fiction, not F1. fake. But yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, like, like I think Danny O'Dwyer was making this making this case on a giant bomb the other day, where he was like, F one drivers don't really have like super, like a lot of them have. Of course, that's an F one driver type name, right? Right. Casper um, Ackerman, I think, fits that mold mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Uh. And so you got Casper Ackerman. He's sort of your old war horse who doesn't really like you. Like he's kind of Jimmy Butler, right? right? Um, are you? Do you feel like you can earn earn that respect over the oh, course of play? You try. I'm to? super curious. Like the thing is, I genuinely, unironically, don't want this feature to go away. Uh-huh. I want them to just lean more and more into visual novel shit <laughs> because, like, the thing is, in the in game. Uh, like press clippings there's interviews with other characters and when they interview casper at a t- at a point when your relationship with him is just truly garbage uh he reveals he's a bit of a weeb oh uh he he got into he got really into cultivating uh like bonsai okay. during a trip to japan with his family and i was like see in the visual novel version of this you would have to remember this information uh-huh. and you could bond with him over like if you like <laughs> at the key moment if you give him a bonsai tree right like, bam your friendship yeah, goes up yeah and then you develop that relationship he starts pulling for you is that half the issue i would say well isn't that half the issue with these story modes is that they are so self-serious like i play a handful of them at you know and i like them in concept yeah. and in theory but like it's just so difficult to tell a story in these formats in the like we want gravitas like we want it to be a film like a short film that you're playing. And then it's just there. They go, ah, like the limitations of that box are 
Like, it's just really difficult to, to pull off. You, you know, you could try and bring in Spike Lee, I guess, to do the NBA one. That didn't seem to help matters. He's too busy making, like, Coinbase commercials. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking oh. upsetting. I don't know. It's just, ah. Uh, um, so do, do the right crypto. Uh, oh, Spike Lee joined. That, right. that whole ad, for people who haven't seen that ad that we're talking about, one, don't hurt yourselves and look it up <laughs> but it's like it's it's the future of discourse around crypto like you if you if you want to see how crypto dudes are going to start selling you crypto as an idea it is this it is that it, it is democratizing wealth and it is like it is it is queer it is black it is not listen everybody has access to crypto please don't check <sighs> who actually has crypto <laughs> crypto is intersectional Yes. Uh, and well, there's lots of different coins. Lift up all people, right? Um, uh huh. If if they and can listen, afford the initial buy-in, please. You do not need to tell me that that monetary systems as they exist have issues. I don't. I. I. There's nothing I've seen about crypto outside of a, a an early naive hope that decentralization could do something positive. Uh, that that makes me uh, 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 anything but a skeptic about actual coins. Anyway, we're all also. Topic. I love midway through that commercial, Spike just addresses the camera. Do your own research, which feels like the psychological <laughs> fig leaf. Uh-huh. He grabs it's almost like yes. a warning. He's like, look, yes. ultimately, yes. people will get that I'm telling them, like, hey, just Google this. They'll they'll figure they'll it. They'll figure out. it out. Anyway, how much am I getting paid for this? Yeah, I wonder um, if he got paid all in crypto do is, like, or if he got stand paid in the Steadicam rig and uh-huh. like talk at the camera. Great. Um, anyway, there was a ghost in his NBA 2K game. So, yeah, yeah, that's so, better. They just seem they just seem hard. And like, I, I would, I actually wish they would lean into being more outlandish. Or, I, I mean, I just don't know that, the, like, these studios are capable, of like, or will be given a mandate to do that. But I'm with you. That I think they would be more fun if they were more over the top and like oh. leaned in, le- just leaned into a direction that wasn't so. You know the drama of this sport. We need to capture. And it's like that's just I don't just know. Put Shaquille that O'Neal you're gonna... on all of them. Doesn't matter. Put him in F one. Barbecue Have chicken show time. Up. Yeah. <laughs> barbecue, barbecue chicken, chicken time. Barbecue chicken, <laughs> barbecue chicken <laughs> alert. That's what it was. It was alert. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say I think um, this is actually really well executed mode, and I think part of it is I think there's less disconnect in terms mm. of um, just like the story. So I feel like long shot. And Austin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but part of Longshot's problem seemed to be that they were so grudging about, like, this guy couldn't actually make the league. Yeah. That, like, so little of the story ever actually did make it onto an NFL field. In um, the first season of it, that was true. I didn't play the second one, but the first I don't think, one I don't think any of us played the, the second one. Yeah, they the first one was, like, solid, but the second one was so poorly reviewed that I ended up not yeah. even engaging. Uh, but, yes, and it like, was all pre... It was all... Uh, uh, you didn't get drafted, or... You got if you ended up going to the combine. I think that was the bulk. Yeah, of it. you were. Like, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, well, you d- you didn't get. Uh, well, yeah, did, hmm. Yeah, because it ends with you getting drafted. Yeah. Uh huh. But so then never you- played. I heard second season was basically like, well, you made it, and you're riding the bench. You are QB three. <laughs> uh, sure. Like. It's it sounded like they basically took the angle that like you were just going to be gathering dust mm-hmm. uh, on the bench, um, and maybe there would have been a, a further redemption arc after that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but the thing is, in this world, because you inhabit like the Butlerverse, um, and because ultimately F one in some ways is like once these guys are sort of like 
buckled into their cars. They basically like it's just a car guy, right? Um, and so you don't have <laughs> like blur a Cronenberg film, yeah, blur, like yeah, the line between car and guy, <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? It's it's like you don't necessarily have to paint as convincing a portrait of like what are the dynamics on a uh, you know NBA or uh, NFL team, right? Uh, what are the what are the politics of that? You can sort of take more liberty here. And what they've done here is they create a bit a bit like the uh, other EA efforts. You don't play. You rarely play whole races. Ooh. Instead, you play like scenarios. Um, okay. And so it's like. You know, you're doing really well in this race, and then uh, somebody hits you, and you have to go into the pits to repair some damage. Now, can you recover? Um, you know, right. you, you are you're playing one where you've been spun out by Casper spun you out. Can you uh, can you chase him down? The equivalent uh, of like and, you you have a it's run the two minute drill that you got to lead your right. team to victory. Right. Yeah, and these are not bad. Um, I think it does have an issue, which is that. I was super rusty when I fired it up. And so I was like, oh, I just need to like I, I play with like all the aids off, but I was like bad. And I was like, I'm just getting like I cannot beat these scenarios. Wait, so how does it handle what's the failure state? Is it just do it again? We need this story to yeah. continue. Okay. Uh, all right. You like you didn't get close enough to uh your you didn't get close enough for your te- to your teammate for the next part of the story to happen. So gotcha. you need to uh do it again. I mean I can imagine that being the case because uh I, I don't play racing sims but uh so correct me wrong but especially you're playing with the aids off a lot of it is getting into a rhythm as you are playing and so the notion that you're just going to be thrown in to a high stakes scenario (laughs) where normally you would have had i don't know let's say 10 15 minutes of like warm-up with your fingers and your brain suddenly you are just asked to plop yourself psychologically and physically into a scenario that usually you're like preparing, building up to, because it's not something that it's going to happen the, the moment you. Whereas, like a two minute drill is really it's a faster version more of of what uh, yeah of what you're the, the, but like, the same basic if you're setup. Driving on, I, you know, I, I've played a few racing sims over the years, and that feeling of like, okay, I'm going to drive qualifier, so I get to learn this. I actually I'm going to before qualification, I'm actually going to drive this this track at least once or twice just to like know where the turns are and how I have to go into them and stuff like that and then adapt uh, you know get decent at that do my qualification do my qualifying and then and then do the race and like if I didn't do if you drop me into the middle of a race on a track I'd never raced before I could see that being very hard it's it's probably that but part of it's just um once so every year you're kind of coming to grips with what have they tweaked with the handling model? Like every okay, like sure. the cars haven't really changed meaningfully in a few years, but the model evolves each year no matter what. And so each right. year, like, oh, they really stepped up the uh like now if you it's really punishing if you goose the throttle a little too hard, like you'll just spin out really fast. Right. So you gotta be really smooth on your power application. So at first I was like, I need this to be easier and easier. And now I've quickly like sort of caught back up to where I was with last year's edition. And now I'm like, okay, now this game is too easy. So uh-huh. do I have to sort of re-rack uh, story mode because I am no longer struggling. I'm, I'm kind of uh, whooping ass with this like really <laughs> bad car. Like th- this car was not competitive last year. Um, but yeah, so I think they've, the other thing is they have something of a language for this in that 
there've been all these F1 documentaries in the last few years. Right. Um, you know, Grand Prix Driver on Amazon is a great one, but Drive to Survive is probably the big one. That's been the breakthrough. And so they do a lot of telling the story through uh, you know, driver interviews or like uh sort of a voyeuristic like the camera catches a tense exchange in the uh, you know, in the in Gasoline Alley basically in the in the place in the garages. Um I think yeah, I'm basically charmed uh, by it. I think that the game looks great, mm-hmm. um, though I am slowly being tempted to try performance mode uh, because it looks it looks incredible, but like it isn't silky smooth. And there's there's a few places where you're like, I think I might need those frames. I think I I, I think I'm starving for uh, that that sort of speed. Is the, is the quality mode running at sixty? I would imagine it's at least trying to hit. 60 uh, uh i think it might be down at 30 huh um it's it, like it's visibly if it's if it's trying to hit 60 i feel like it is missing 60 uh <laughs> by quite a margin at times um that just seems a little more still, important for that that type of game than you know this seems to fall into a, a certain camp of a type of game that i guess depending on how you i guess the story mode maybe less so you know where you can just just enjoy the 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 flair of the the the, the visuals as opposed to you know doing yeah. some season of a race where you're a little more i think i think once i played through the story mode on uh i'm playing series x i'm probably gonna like make my actual like career on the pc version um and just like take that a little more seriously but ah we're games sort of pc where gamers go to play yeah um you know activate that g-sync it's all (laughs) it's all performance mode Mm -hmm. Uh, on pc (laughs) we do not choose between performance and quality uh we can have it all um all it takes is just turning your pc into a little furnace for your room in the middle of summer (laughs) Uh, you just sit there and just enjoy that warm therapeutic. You just bathe, like you got a little sore joint. Just just put it in front of the vent on your PC and just like let it work its magic. Uh, ooh, my hip! Just sort of slide your chair over. Um, and actually, with F one, it's perfect because uh, the cars do get very hot. So actually, if I create a little like duct vent, wow, I could actually like feel like I'm in the car. D box. Like. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say four yeah. D four D racing. <laughs> This is the next frontier in sim uh, racing. Like race rigs will now have like duct work that like activates like when you're in somebody's wake, you're getting their hot air exhaust blown uh, blown in your face. Uh, um I think that's I think that's a great idea. But ultimately, I'm like I like breaking point. I think it's actually a really successful uh career mode. Is the writing great? No. Um but, but it's there. Is it yeah, it's there. It's but it, fun but it, scenery is, is this like Is this like long shot, though, where we were all charmed by long shot? I don't know that any of us would argue it was like good, but it was like, oh, like this could be int- like I would like to see where they where they do it from here. You know, you kind of accept its flaws as a as, you know, kind of a, a swing that they're taking. And then the, the second one f- flops so hard that, uh, you know, I, I'm just curious if, it, if it, it's just you you particularly like F1. And so the 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 notion of this existing at all is itself like pleasing uh but whether it works like more or less successfully than uh, previous attempts i'm just i don't know i'm curious maybe it's hard to tell in the first swing you have to see what they try yeah. to do with it the second time around i think the thing that's missing a little bit is uh long shot was also 
trying at least to be more in touch with um like long shot i think it had a real melancholy running through it right it in, that was in like, a lot it of places it was really trying to be that thing you know yeah yeah what well, wanted to be friday night the, lights yes, yes 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 like it was it had Absolutely. a very particular uh yeah. thing it was cribbing this i don't think it's quite uh trying to hit that same emotional tenor like the the antagonism you face is mostly devin butler pops up like he just swings by your trailer sometimes and is like hey man uh just wanted to offer you some friendly advice you know they didn't really want to hire you right (laughs) everyone feels sorry for you because your team hates you and so it's it's very much like uh Sort of a Mean Girls or uh-huh. uh, like a bit like Draco Malfoy type bullshit uh, where it's like, what does a bad person do? Uh, <laughs> they just tease cruelly a lot. Uh, and that's kind of what you're dealing with. Um, and I, th- I think I would be more interested in. They need better conflicts right now. Right, and right. Uh, uh, hopefully some appear in this uh, in this campaign in the future. I think it would be easy enough to integrate them, um, especially if you're if you're creating a spinoff universe. Uh, you could slowly just start filtering in a totally different cast of characters right, uh, right. and create your own dramas. Um, I have a really important question. How is the fake yeah. social media? Do we have fake uh, Twitter? Pretty good. OK. <laughs> Too many hashtags. They, they always do too out. many hashtags. Yeah, yeah. They've been out for a while too. They've been out like for even, a while. even by the time this game is probably starting, it's like cons- I, I feel like there must be there's like a pull of like oh we're doing social media so we have to use all the things. I just feel like social like the hashtags just aren't people search. People search. I feel like Pato, do you have a pro hashtag agenda here? No, I don't. Not I'm not pro. I'm just saying I think <laughs> it depends on the on the platform because Instagram is still riddled. With True. Them. Right. True, but like, I mean, yeah, but I bet. And, t- and TikTok, cut, TikTok is yeah. is is obviously yes. like, yes. but I don't. Yeah. I my guess is it's using Twitter as its Twitter base. as a base. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's and and that's probably the other thing is like F one happens way less on Twitter than it does on. Well, I guess if you're keeping up with news feeds, you would keep up with it on Twitter, um, yeah. and that's kind of like a lot of F one personalities are sort of in their fake Twitter uh, with with hashtags everywhere, but like. The real F1 drama happens on Instagram, um, and so that's probably what you would need. But that's probably harder to generate assets for, uh, because you would need, like, inspiring, like, sunset photos of, like, a Mercedes, like, on a tarmac somewhere, and then some sort of, like, rise and grind type quote. And then, like, in the margins, it's like, also, we're announcing we are parting ways with technical director (laughs) so-and-so. God. God. Well, F one. That sounds that sounds like it's it's it sounds charming. It sounds would right. you would you recommend that story mode to folks who are not F one like fans, but are like, oh, I I like because I always thought the story modes are in some ways maybe complementary to folks that already like these games, but are must be also seen as sort of like a an extent like a leaf to folks who I don't know watch the documentary. It's like, well, I'm kind of curious about F one. Can I play this? And get a taste of what's interesting about it without committing to like playing a season. And that I guess you haven't finished it, but how fulfilling would that be if it doesn't necessarily take you beyond the story mode itself? Yeah, I think I think it's pretty good for that, because I think one of the things with sim racing is that 
you do get lots of great moments um, as you play more. Like you're like, oh, that turned into a real duel. That turned into a great race. Uh, but it happens organically, and then there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of you 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 did a race, and it wasn't too remarkable. This does a decent job of, uh, yeah, setting you up for the types of scenarios that would sort of entice you to play an F1 game. And you get to have those. And then if you want to play more, you can. I think the only thing that might be wrong with it is it's a little bit deep end of the pool. At the start, like, mm-hmm. um, I like I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is hard for me. I'm used to these games um, because I had to basically dial in on a new F1 game simultaneously with dialing in like, okay, what's my skill level? Um, And those two things can be daunting. Maybe it's easier if you're uh, totally a rookie because then the game just kind of assumes, hey, you probably don't know very much. And if you don't, that's probably helpful. Right. Well, uh, check back in. I want to know how how the story wraps up. I want to know if it does the thing that a lot of sports games do where the story just kind of like, like kind of, breaks to a conclusion and then the next season starts and you're just like where did all the scaffolding and narrative go and now i'm just like in the regular season and i don't have any of the, the same degree of investment uh so please please let us yeah let us know um speaking of uh the complex interior lives of of people under high stakes situations psychonauts 2 patrick even you, you played some of that right and you did an interview yeah, I have a, a feature up uh, by the time you uh, hear this. It's going up sometime this morning. I forget the exact uh, embargo time. But um, yeah, I, I, I talked uh, with a couple members of the uh, Double Fine team for a, a feature about uh, Psychonauts 2. now. Which, is it? Okay, yeah, great. Tweet, all right, it, tweet it out. Uh, all right, well, I'll do that after the podcast. But uh, yeah, like my uh, feature uh, was uh, came alongside being able to play a near-finished version of the game it, Comes out at the end of August. My understanding is the game is like mostly in the QA phase, just kind of stomping out bugs. Uh, kind of forgot that game. I played it on an Xbox, but I've, I, I, yeah, it's still coming to PlayStation because that game was uh, 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 funded originally through Fig, the like right, kind of kind right. of weird crowdfunding slash investment funding slash you can make a profit on the games you invest in, but I don't, I don't remember exactly how it works. Uh, service that. Um, Double Fine kind of got involved in after helping pioneer a lot of the early crowdfunding efforts on on Kickstarter itself. Uh, so yeah, I, I I played I played like two or three hours. There was a more I could have played, but I the game's coming out so soon. My thought was get a get a taste of it and then wait for the um uh the, the rest of it. But yeah, I uh I li- I liked Psychonauts. I that game has a, such a devoted following. I include I have friends that. Like that, that game is, you know, like an all timer, like one of their favorite games ever made. Um, I don't have the same sort of reverence, but I've I've liked everything Schaefer has been in, involved with for the most part. I like most of the things that Double Fine touches, even if the, the gameplay doesn't always, you know, land like a game like Costume Quest is like a, an all time favorite of mine, even if like the actual RPGing part of it is <laughs> kind of take it, take it or leave it. Um, so I was pretty interested to to re, to jump into this, especially because. The, the thing that, uh, so if you didn't play the original Psychonauts, the original Psychonauts is about a, a young boy named Raz who is part of a traveling circus. And uh, I forget the, like, but psychics are, like, not to be talked about or looked down upon. He basically has to hide his his psychic abilities from his family. And I, and I forget what the actual reason is for that. But he has to, he's hiding from his family. He gets caught showing it off one time. 
uh, at, at a show and he gets in, uh, is handed sort of like a pamphlet for this camp for psychics. And what you, that's kind of the original game. You go off, there's sort of a conspiracy happening on, uh, that camp. And, you know, the, the end of the first game, like, you know, leads with you potentially being a psychonaut, it's, it's sort of like a, a secret agent, um, in which, uh, the kind of premise of, of the psychonauts, like uh, of this game, of this franchise now, I guess, uh, is that you are jumping into the minds of other people to essentially help them explore and understand their trauma, their anxieties. Uh, you know, the game, it allows for the game to have like really like wild and expansive environments because it can take um, like the first game of Psychonauts 2 is like you are exploring the villain of, of the first, the quote unquote villain um, who is sort of like reformed, uh, like part of what Psychonauts tries to do, I think fairly successfully in the first one and much more, uh, purposely in what I've seen in the second of uh-huh. is to, is to try and like present even its villains as full people and like why 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 do they do the things that they do? So like the <clears throat> there may you may have seen some video of the the sequel where it opens in a um uh a dent like this evil uh-huh. evil dentist and so you know you can imagine giant teeth and and things like that that are used uh, to represent uh the environment like basically it allows them to really just kind of go kind of completely off the wall with the environments yeah. they're presenting because they're very exaggerated notions of people's interiority. And so depending on the character that you're going into, what their particular anxieties are, what their particular personality is like, that ends up reflecting uh, the, the world that you're exploring. I, the one that I'd like the, you know, I think the milkman conspiracy is long seen as like one of the highlights of the original psychonauts, which is sort of like a, a mystery, uh conspiracy thriller that like takes place over across of a, Otherwise, like fairly mediocre combat action game, like that's not that not not the strong suit of of Psychonauts uh, either. Um, then Psychonauts two interestingly starts with I want to pull up the take a screenshot of it because um, one of the things that I was thinking about before I played the game was that uh, like the original came out in two thousand five, I want to say yeah. uh, whereabouts, and like the way we talk about um, mental health, people's uh, like self care how we would depict mm-hmm. people's anxieties uh seem we have come a long way and like even <laughs> even uh uh we have a long way to go but like back yes. then didn't even yes. acknowledge that those were um i think at least it was certainly not in the mainstream so so psychonauts 2 opens with a, a message that says psychonauts 2 contains artistic interpretations of serious mental conditions including addiction ptsd panic attacks anxiety and delusions uh, there are also images that may be upsetting to people with dental phobia. These conditions are usually presented in a lighthearted or even comical manner that might still be distressing to some players. Ultimately, Psychonauts 2 is a game about empathy and healing. If you find yourself experiencing a negative reaction to this content or you need mental uh, health resources, please visit takethis.org slash mental health resources. Um, so I thought it was like, interesting that the game starts with this message almost, almost as though it, it sort of understands a little more thoughtfully that it is... It is kind of playing with a certain fire, depending on what you bring to yeah. to the game. Um, and you know, it doesn't have anything. It has a lot of uh, accessibility resources in terms of how you can fine tune the combat. You can turn on an invincibility mode, so you can kind of just work your way. You know, you can just whack the buttons and experience the story, and and not have right, to worry right. about you know f- fully internalizing how the different mechanics works. But it doesn't have anything as as uh, straightforward as skip to the next level so you know it is the sort of thing where well if you do come to this with you know actually a, i think dentophobia i think is what that that's so particular. a funny thing is i saw that dental level which is the first level of the game uh-huh. two years ago 
Uh, in the last a, couple of years, you you have had a significant amount oh, of. I it was right in the middle of. Right, that, I remember that you were having stuff. appointments. I felt like every every couple of weeks, constantly. Um, uh, and it was right in the middle of that. It was at it was at Judges Week E3 2019. Um, and I actually didn't have the most severe reaction to that level. I was fine with it, like because. Uh, but I was like, oh yeah, this is me right now. This is what my this is the inside of my brain. And, it, and like I should say, it's, it is not. It but is not. The area is not presented as over. It's exaggerated. It's, not it's a little. It's not graphic. It's not meant to be a, a horror game or anything. No, like but that. but someone else, I believe, someone else at that event did have like an extremely negative reaction mm. to it. Not a violently negative reaction to it. They were just like, yikes! Like truly yikes. And uh, Tim and Greg Rice, who was at Double Fine still at the time, right, were like huh, we hadn't come across anyone who'd had that sort of negative reaction at the time. Um, and this is, and this is, this this is, is pre-purchase, right? This, uh, this, this is what? But this is before they've been purchased by Microsoft, right? I'm trying, like, I believe it was, it might have been right around. I don't remember when that, when that acquisition was. That, I was trying to remember, was that that E3 where they announced a bunch of acquisitions? It, it may have been that, once? yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that would have been, yes. It would have just happened. Microsoft okay. acquires Double Fine in June, June 9th, 2019 would have been like that week. You gotcha. know what I mean? So either, either maybe it happened the next day. That That's around when Judges Week tends to be. But I remember that being really interesting and seeing them take note of that because it had not been a response that they'd seen yet. Um, and so it's funny now for me to see this this note specifically being like, and dental phobia because those big old teeth. And they're like, it's full teeth. It's not like, you know, there are, if you don't like thinking about teeth, don't that level is going to be yeah it's it's, it's going to be non-stop. it's going to be an issue and you know yeah, that's one of the things yeah. I you know pointed out in my conversation uh, which included Schaefer was well I mean it's the first level <laughs> of the game um, and he sort of chuckled back he's like yeah sort of difficult to remove the central villain who's a dentist and then the entire conceit of your game is you're going to see a heightened and exaggerated version of that you know so it's sort of, it was in some ways. Um, kind of uh, un- unavoidable, which, you know, for a game that otherwise I think has uh, a decent swath of accessibility settings, even, you know, both from, you know, how things are presented in the game from a UI standpoint down to yeah. uh, uh, how you're going to handle combat. Eh, it kind of feels like, all right, if the first level of the game, you're like warning people about like a fairly explicit phobia, like would have been nice. It was like, hey, do you just want to because like, like if you go, so if you go straight from the game uh you know it's, it's not a spoiler like you you finish that and then you end up in this hub world you get to go to the actual psychonauts headquarters and this like ends up being a spoking you know area where you're going to a bunch of mm-hmm. different things you've got side quests it sets up the new new missions it seems like there could have been an, an instance in which they just kind of skipped ahead to that but maybe then you want to find yourself in a place where look like are you can you it's a game where you have uh, skills that are acclimated over time that you're choosing different things. Like how is the right, game right, right. going to handle? I, I don't know. Those are complicated questions that, you know, get into the, you know, the, the, some of the difficulties of incorporating, but it does seem like if they went that far and with a lot of other things, and then this game has this immediate message, maybe that could have been um, massaged uh, a bit. But um, anyway, it's just, you know, I think one of the things that Schaefer said to me when I asked him about that, you know, which also comes alongside, uh, not a surprise. I'm pretty sure Heather Alexandria wrote these tweets because, you know, Heather's running social media for, for Double Fine. But, you know, Xbox tweeted a couple of weeks back, like, uh, like beating the game on the easiest difficulty is still beating the game, something, something right, like that. Right. And then Double Fine quote tweeted, like, and beating double and beating Psychonauts 2 with, um, invincibility mode on is still 
uh, beating the game um which uh yeah like i i agree with them it's that's that's fine you know beat the game however however you feel like and one of the things that um tim mentioned was that they are they feel fortunate that psychonauts seems to have aged as well as it has in terms of its depictions of uh different uh, psychological mental conditions because he's like well we came from a place of we wanted to treat people with empathy that you are you're going into their brains you're going into their psychology to understand why the way they are so he's like well frequently we ended up doing things that people look back and go wow they were treating mental health really well and it was kind of an accident right not because because they were coming from a place of treating it with positivity and people as people as full people even people who are technically you know sort of the villain or depicted as an antagonist in the story whereas the psychonauts 2 it was a lot more hey let's do the research when we did the things that were right why were they right why did people Mm -hmm. respond to it and then trying to find ways to do that more thoughtfully and more fully um in in psychonauts 2 so i can't speak to how well they accomplished that in the you know expanse of the entire game but i can say uh if you liked the first one and part of the problem of going back to that first one is that it was was not a particularly good platform or action game to begin with. Ugh. Like this one is a lot better one of those. Like it's okay. it's not Devil May Cry, but it it is it is it is more than competent. They even in the first couple hours are giving you lots of fun different mechanics both from a exploration standpoint and from a a uh you know moment to moment a combat standpoint that uh I, I didn't find myself dreading like, all right, I'm not to do fighting for 45 seconds so I can get back to exploring <laughs> the incredible imagination of, of the, the artists and the environments they've, they've created. Uh, the actual like hub space with the, at the Psychonauts headquarters is really fun to explore. There's lots mm-hmm. of hidden secrets. Um, basically, you know, just a lot of the things that di- didn't work great in the original game that have sort of been massaged by history and nostalgia because of the, the high highs of that game are so high that you can kind of look past a lot of that stuff, especially when you're playing an older game. Um, But coming back to it, you would hope that that stuff would really be punched up. And that, that appears to, to be the case quite a bit. I'm, I'm enjoying exploring and, and the combat is, is, you know, good enough um, that, uh, and the environments themselves are like really pretty and weird and, and interesting in the ways that you would want from a new Psychonauts game. So yeah, I, I'm I'm liking nice. it quite a bit so far. What and is when is that out? August 25th. So not oh, not not far off. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll, before you know it. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know if you got Game Pass, that game just will pop on Game Pass. You the original game is up on PC and and Xbox, so I might actually I downloaded it and then didn't. I haven't had a chance to to boot it up yet, but I might I might play a couple hours of that just to kind of recenter myself with that 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 original one. Yeah. But uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm ex- I'm excited to to play play more of it it seems if you liked psychonauts th- th- this is this is more psychonauts but in a in a, in in all the ways that you would want from a game that's coming 15 15 years later um that original game ended on a cliffhanger that was clearly they intended to make a sequel and then unfortunately it didn't well it's been Maje- majesco Majes- right? yeah majesco saved it from microsoft then it didn't sell well and then they didn't make the sequel and then i yeah. in my uh in researching the the piece that i did i'd had completely forgotten that Notch at one point offered to fund Psychonauts 2. I don't know if you remember this period. Oh, I like, do remember. I'm glad that is, didn't happen. Yeah, and my guess is Double Fine uh. is as well. Um, you know, uh, the, the, you know, there were red flags along the way to oh, with yeah. Notch, but during that period, he was uh, mostly seen as look at he made Minecraft. Like that's cool. 
Um, this was kind of before his right wing turn that has, has since gotten him banned from official Minecraft events because his social media is so toxic. Um, that, that he's just not a welcome presence. Um, like weird, weird to, uh, live in a space where a corporation acquiring an IP for billions was the best thing that ever happened to, to that IP because Microsoft seems to have actually done like a really good job by all accounts with, like letting Minecraft be Minecraft. Anyway, it was just weird to revisit that like Schaefer's been trying to get this game made like yeah. for, you know, ever since that original game came out. Um, and almost, so it was like, I like really quote, like when I was like, I, I thought I was just going to give him a couple million dollars. Seems like they're going to need like $20 million. Like not, not interested in that, that many millions. Oh um, and uh so yeah that didn't 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 quite pan out but uh yeah full circle microsoft comes back and lets them lets them finish off psychonauts 2 which is which is funny and interesting yeah well we'll we'll see how it is next month uh let's take a quick break we'll come back talk about some more stuff Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I briefly... Mm. wrapped up dark souls that's it Oof. i did it i beat i beat dark souls remastered uh i played that dlc which i never played when it came out because i'm not a dlc person yeah uh, I almost i almost didn't play it i got to the end i was like man do i really want to fucking go do this you DLC? do you do right i did and I, uh, <laughs> i'm not as high on it as a lot of people are well, I, w- short, I wonder I, I okay here's actually what happens i looked up like when should i do this and everyone's like do it right before you go do the final boss mm. and i was like all right so i did that and i shouldn't have i should have done it in the middle when I was a little less powerful and when I wasn't so itchy to like hit the credits because it fucks with the pacing to like do it at the right. end when it mm. all feels optional. But I did it all, including the option, including Kalami to the optional cool dragon mm-hmm. boss. Um, I one shot three of those four bosses, which felt oh, great. Oh, that's all right. Well, but that's you see not what I mean? That's not how like, that DLC is. No, that DLC's like I one shot Artorias. Be... I one shot. Oh, Kalami. no, that's like none of that. Felt good to Boom. me. Also, the game is older. <laughs> We've been playing these games for so long. No, I, I that like all, all the, you I'm, manage I'm, distances. You get behind them. You know, I'm I'm sure even if man has fucked me up. Even but. if you had gone to um uh just that area at at an earlier yes. time, I, I'm sure you probably still would have had a mostly steam rolled through it. But yeah, mm. like I was very uh, strong by the. Oh, I mean, part of the thing that happened is I last time we talked about Dark Souls. I was talking about needing to figure out how to get into that one, how to how to raise my rank in that one covenant. Uh, I managed oh, you to do, do that. It? There's yeah, yeah. You can go to the painted world and grind the kind of crow slash harpy enemies. Oh, uh, and they'll drop the thing you need, and so that gave me a really good buff, uh, like a weapon buff that made a lot of boss fights much easier, which was fun. Um, uh, I still had like hard bosses throughout the the game, obviously. 
Um, but the most interesting thing about that DLC for me is like, and I'm sure a billion people have said this, is just like the early Bloodborne vibes from the verticality of one mm-hmm. of the areas, uh, the the kind of uh, Ulisile, uh township stuff, where, where like you're going in and out of buildings. It reminds me a lot of, I want to say, Lower Yarnum, the kind of werewolfy part of Yarnum, and where like the um, the Gatling gun hunter is. Like that whole area feels, and then Manus, Manus uh, uh, himself. With all of the kind of like flowing fur and weird dark yeah, it, it looks stuff. like a blood so, boss. I sent you, I sent you a, a screenshot of that fight where mm-hmm. I died. Like, a, like I have no hell. I've died, but also Manus has like less than a millimeter of health left. It's, <laughs> a, it's a nightmare. And if you if you like got rid of the UI and told me that that was like a bloodborne boss, I'd be yeah, sure, absolutely. That's a bloodborne fight. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so so yeah, that was it. Was I'm I'm really glad I went back through it. It was nice to to re up my memories of that game. Uh, it was nice to play that DLC. I'm now like I I, re- I installed Scholar of the First Sin because I never played that version of Dark Souls two, and I've never played any of that DLC, which I hear is excellent. And now I've learned my lesson that I won't just do it at the end. Um, for for my own pacing reasons and for just general interest, I think it's more um, naturally integrated into. I think I think I've read that too. Yeah. So uh, Dark Souls too. I'm not sure I'll jump right in. I'm trying other stuff, and we'll talk about other stuff in a second. But but I play it on, play it on your Steam Deck. I'll wait for the Steam Deck to drop. And yeah. no, exactly. the thing is, at this point, I'm like, I can just play all the Dark Souls games before Elden Ring <laughs> drops, uh-huh. and I could at this rate. You know, you could. And I played Demon Souls Remastered last year, so, so it's that's like, already um, off it's the. Like, and I watched yeah. a Bloodborne Let's Play earlier this year, so it's like I I feel like if I could just complete the, I don't think I need to replay Sekiro. I feel like I, that's fresh enough in my mind. But so really in my mind, it's Dark Souls two and Dark Souls three, and I feel mm-hmm. like I'd be ready to go. So I don't know. And some Armored Core games, just in case they come up. Right. <laughs> yeah, it comes up in the lore. I'm a, I'm a you mech make sure you're in Elden Ring. Elden Ring secretly filled with mechs. They just haven't dropped that. <sighs> yeah, they don't want to spoil oh that. No, it's it, we just move on to the next game. It's like, all right, you know, not this one. They it's needed to. Uh, it's not. You know, they put a pin in the fantasy, dark fantasy RPG, like making open world yep. is mm-hmm. is the last check mark. Um, they need to do. Um, and then and finally, the, then the mechs well, return. Yeah, exactly. See, they're just waiting until they get the Escaflone license. Oh, I would love that. Wow. <laughs> I have an Escaflone rewatch due this year also, so I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just ready made. It's, it's ready, ready made. made. It's right there. And it's tell me, made. tell me, the boss of the Empire at the end of Escaflone is not a Dark Souls. Oh, character. all of ev- there are a lot of Dark Souls characters in Escaflone for sure. The the character designs, the way they all laugh, it's all there. Um. <laughs> Some of them need to be hollowed out a little bit, like emotionally and also physically, because of the way hollowing works. Right. But it's fine; it's all it's all ready to go. Um, anyway, I instead of jumping right into Dark Souls two, I'm I'm committed. I've, I'm trying my best to get through my control <laughs> frustrations with Skyward Sword. Ugh. Um, I sent I made a tweet yesterday begging Nintendo to please, please. turn it into a toggle. Um, I think I've I'm almost there. I'm almost past my beef with it. But for people who don't remember from the last episode, uh, when you're not using motion, when you're using motion controls, your right thumbstick on your right Joy-Con controls the camera always. Yep. Uh, if you're using the Pro Controller or you're using it in in like the handheld mode, and you're trying to use, you know, you're using the the controller options, you have to hold down the L button, the L well, the L one on any other controller to get camera control, or you can use the Z targeting to quickly snap the camera behind Link depending on what direction 
he's going in. Um, which is how my understanding is that's how it worked in the original. Yeah, yeah right? it doesn't doesn't yeah. help you looking up, but um, uh, you can look no, forward. it sure doesn't. <laughs> God, yeah. How would you even? Oh, you'd hit up on the D pad to and look, look to go and yeah, look around. Yeah, mode. you had those, or yeah, you would use your sense. your flying You're, beetle. To- right. Sure. 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 Um. And so I think I, one thing is like getting the flying beetle, getting getting. I, I'm, I'm past the first dungeon at this point. I'm doing a bunch of the op- the kind of skyloft ex- exploration, open mm-hmm. world trials, like whatever. Not stuff is being on an there. asshole and knocking down that dude's uh, yeah uh, <laughs> his chandelier. Don't yes. do that. All right. Why, Why can't I? <laughs> that's what it has. Genuinely, a very funny bit. Like it doesn't good stuff up there. Listen. Just, just roll, just roll into the wall a couple of times. You just <laughs> knock this man's chandelier down. He's like, Ugh, I want all right, well, the only, the only way you can make this up for me is to deliver this hot soup to a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> you have five minutes. Five you minutes. Don't five worry. Minutes. That'll, very high profit margins on that soup. He'll go replace the chandelier for sure. <laughs> um, do you find you do you find that cool bat demon? Oh, the, 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 Skyloft. the monster that they're talking the about? No, yeah, I have not. Yeah. I have not done. Well, I've, I've played this game before, so I'm right, so you, more yeah. doing kind of just like I'm just I'm already in the middle of the second dungeon. Yeah. I'm just kind of mainlining it as opposed to every. It's one of those things cranny. where I think that the I was I was. Halfway through that first dungeon, I was like, I think I'm OK with the controls now. I think I figured it out. Sure. And I left the dungeon and went back into that kind of open area around it. And then went back up into Skyloft. And I was like, and I hate it now because I'm not using a sword in those places. Right. right. And so or not as much. And I need to be looking around, especially in the kind of field zones outside of a dungeon where you're like, OK, the puzzles here are are further away. I'm not just looking for a switch underneath a thing in this little room. Um, and I'm not just like constantly in fights. And so those are the zones where I'm like, I wish it was a toggle so bad. But yeah, this is what it is. it's funny. I, I, uh, I, I've not been able to get it out of my head as soon as like, and that never even occurred to me when I was playing it. I just accepted <laughs> Nintendo is bad at this. And, yeah. uh, this is just, this is just what it is to be a Nintendo fan is it, it, there's always going to be these like tiny little frustrations and any other company in video games would have tweeted out, Hey, we've heard you. We're, we're looking into solutions accessibility means a lot to us accessible you know like there would have been like it would have been framed in some way and like mm-hmm. there'd be a solution two weeks later it's just not gonna happen with mm-hmm. nintendo like it's not gonna get passed it's, it's just it's just not how I'm the company begging. not how the company <laughs> operates it's just never gonna happen i took um, it to twitter because i was like i know i said this on the podcast but reggie follows has you a can he yeah, like forward your tweet yeah forward my tweet there are nintendo people who follow me nintendo i know people who follow but i have me. people who are in positions of power like I'm, yeah. you know like Reggie. bill yeah. trinan follows me hey bill like Reggie. hey bill, <laughs> hey, bill. Uh, yeah exactly exactly stop Make tweeting about the sounders and the and, ducks and, and interesting music concerts you've been yeah to. Stop, stop having a full featured life and not worrying about my request for the skyward sword control oh, but i so never it quite literally never occurred and I don't know if it came across in the podcast, but when you when you suggest like, why can't it just be a toggle? Like I had a pause. Like my brain <laughs> my brain broke for a second. Because for for a moment I, I thought, ah oh, shit, it was that an option and I just didn't even I'm about to go on this long spiel and it's just a toggle. And I thought, like, you know, in the five seconds I was yeah. like giving myself through through thinking, I was like, no, no. No, no, there's like no options in that game. No. That game's but, options run you was empty. But part one of my no internally was no, no, I'm right. And then part two was no, no, why am I right? Like, why is the game the way it is? I was furious and then uh, was just so mad that the uh, solution is so obvious. Just and- make it a toggle. 
please. Or and it's fine. You can make it. You could make it an option to hold it or toggle it. I sure. want if someone likes holding it, that's fine. Right. But hold that L. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, Nintendo, Nintendo constantly getting Nintendo people out. to hold yeah. that. I mean, they're uh, as you as you have learned, and as I have been reminded in playing the game. Uh, I, look, I I think Nintendo hiding a a a more refined version of a quality of life feature behind an amiibo is egregious, and I don't like it. Um, yeah. In practice, there are so many statues in Skyward Sword that it's it's not it's not something that is a constant uh, irritant. Um, uh, nonetheless, I find it excruciatingly funny that probably due to a, you know, a COVID uh, issue with a warehouse, like the majority of those Amiibos are not going to make it to anybody until sometime in August is what they announced Mm. (laughs) last week. And so the, they, they got people, they got people to pony up. I mean, some people just want the Amiibo, right? That's fine. Um, I've got, I've got. Yeah, I've got uh, 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 Solaire and I've got uh, We Fit Trainer. Those are the two. Those are my two, my two <laughs> uh, uh, amiibos that I allowed myself. Um, so some people just want that, but I I have to imagine some number of people bought it, telling themselves they wanted the amiibo, but also like, all right, fine, then I get the the fast travel anywhere in the world. It's like, nah, you're gonna finish that game before you get that amiibo. Yeah, yeah, God. Rough. Uh, anyway, you, have you continued to also uh, Kata, Did you pick it up? Yeah, I've been playing it. I'm further behind how, than you are. How are y'all feeling? Because oh, okay. I traveled a fair amount this weekend on the subway, going places, which is weird. But huh? I cannot bring myself to not to play that game with non motion controls. It just mm. the camera thing broke my brain too bad when I tried it that I only play it on my TV docked with motion controls. And so I like, I like can't play it as often as I would like, like randomly just like sitting on my bed or whatever. I'm not going to pull it out and like throw out the kickstand or whatever to play. You have to, you have to commit. You either, you either have to do, I like the motion control. Yeah, me too. I'll defend them as being, is an interesting, but I know that the only way I will actually play through the game is, if 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 I'm playing it in hand mode, that's just I my switch is my switch is docked when it needs to be charged, and otherwise <laughs> I pretty much only play in in handheld. Um, so I just committed. I was like, I'm not if I because I if I do what you're doing, and it's like, well, my family's asleep. I'll play with motion controls. I will I, I will just be furious, and instead <laughs> I just need to embrace handheld, embrace holding L, and just get fully mm-hmm. accustomed to it. The one thing I'll say, I mean, I guess this probably happens in, in motion controls as well. But now that you're committing to it, Kato, in in your like play second playthrough of it, um, years later, uh, is it is very easy to be spammy with the controls, like especially with the analog stick, where yeah. like you know the the enemy be like holding up his sword to the, the you know the bacoblins like I'm holding it to the left, I need you to swipe to the right, and I'd be like yeah, but what if I just like wiggle the analog stick around because when you get surround <laughs> like the game is at yeah. its best yep. when it's one when it's one v one, and the moment it's one v two, uh. Like, at least the amount of time it takes me to mentally process what I should be doing, the game doesn't punish me all that much for just going waka, 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 <laughs> just like, <laughs> like swinging that sword around. Uh-huh. Um, like, the, in the, you'll, you'll, you'll get to this uh, soon, Austin, when you get to the second dungeon, they, yeah. they, they introduce. I've, I've unlocked that zone. I just haven't gotten to it. I've yeah, it. yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's this uh, kind of like lizard creature uh, in the second dungeon that is really cagey about how it 
uh, like where you're supposed to hit it. So you mm-hmm. often, frequently, you're swiping at it in one direction to like release its position so that it'll like go into a uh, a um, kind of like a defensive position in another. And there's there is a, a specific way you can you can attack it. And there's a it's, there's a cooldown on it. So basically, like you'll you'll hit them to try and put them into a new position. Then you have th- you know three four seconds to to make that swipe, or else they're going to attack you. And they just do like a devastating like full heart hit that like completely ruins your animation. And like, it takes a couple seconds to recover. Um, and there's sequences where you're fighting two of those at once. And that's where like the combat feels at its best is it, as cool as it is. We're like in the, the first dungeon where you have the skeleton who's sort of like guiding your shots. Like that, that is aesthetically cool, but is like mechanically way more interesting when you get to these enemies where mm-hmm. you really have to be, putting together you're like kind of doing a, a brief puzzle in your head and then having to map that to the controller and that's where like there are fun ideas of skyward sword that will never be revisited like they will just they're never going to make another one of these where they map the controls in in this way like the the porting of this to the switch like illustrates like underscores why they won't revisit this particular approach but um there are enough sequences, especially as I go further in, that I'm reminded, ah, like, this is why I thought it was kind of fucking cool that they yeah. they had to redesign the enemies to function so mechanically different than has been the case in, in other Zelda games that, uh, you know, I, I I like it almost in spite of itself. It has, has enough things that I find interesting and endearing. And it's, like, just good enough. And maybe this is because I'm playing my second time through. But, you know, like, it's it was a perfect sort of couch game, like, when I've got, you know basketball on or i'm about frequently I'm, I'm about to run out of sports to have on uh though like basketball is about to finish none of the teams i care about and baseball playoffs aren't here and my team is not good so i don't like <laughs> just I've got, uh, like, <laughs> throw on the olympics you know i guess that's true yeah i, I watch time. uh the, watch it yeah so who how, how many people are out because of Ugh, covid today because okay. japan banished all audiences from being in there because it's a country on complete lockdown while also hosting the Olympics. Uh, yeah, it's been bad. It's what was the the tweet that was going around uh, earlier? Uh, uh, so in the six hours it took us to clear the airport, oh, yeah. three athletes tested positive. Toyota pulled TV ads despite being a one billion dollar IOC sponsor. And the ceremony's musical composer resigned because of monstrous past <laughs> bullying of special needs classmates. Opening ceremony is Friday. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, I'll just say really quick, so disappointed in, in Cornelius, the who's the musician, who's like a musician that I like, loved for years. Uh, oh, really? Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, that and sucks. The stuff that, the stuff that came out is like, is monstrous. Is like, Ugh. like I, I saw it talked about it as bullying. I don't, does this person I just say bullying? Bullying undersells it so dramatically. It Ooh. is like, it is like a bu- physical psychological abuse and torture. torture, psychological torture. It's it's oh, no. truly, truly, truly like uh, so. So content or trigger warning, honestly, on on going to look that stuff up. Uh, it is it is it is monstrous shit. Uh, so so we thoroughly so, cursed Olympics. Oh, uh, it's absolutely like on top of on top of already the Olympics always being cursed. It's double. Well, they cursed. were necromanced yeah. to life for twenty twenty one. Yes. Uh, yes. And yeah, and they're happening again in six months. The Winter Olympics come around in six ah, months. Ah, where? I don't know. In one of the dwindling places where you can trust uh, that winter weather will exist. <laughs> it looks like uh, <laughs> uh, it looks like it is in Beijing, twenty twenty two. Oh, right, right, right. Friday, February fourth, just in time so, for my birthday. Oh, <laughs> just for you. Happy, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to Patrick. 
Uh, scary, scary. Yeah. Um, we're talking about something else, probably. What else? What else we got going on here? Um, I'm a little bit into Chris Tales. I I, I want to sit with it and and probably come back and talk a little bit more about it on Thursday. Uh, it is a, a Super Mario RPG style RPG. Um, which is to say, like you hit the button when you do an attack to do a little extra damage. You hit a okay. button to kind of deflect or block. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Um, uh, and then the premise beyond that is, um, you have you have the power of some crystals uh-huh. to let you see the past and the potential future. And so the screen has, if you can imagine this, all right, you have a screen. It's a 2D game. Um, you are, uh, uh, in the middle of it, you're walking around a town, let's say. I'm trying to find a screenshot so I can explain this to you. I mean, I'm pulling up uh, a trailer. Yeah, pull, pull up a trailer. Um, the, the, to the left, at the top of the screen is like the top of a triangle, and then it comes down, and it's like, it's almost like a, as if there's a panel on the left and the right. Um, that are the future on the right and the past on the left. And so as you're walking around, you are seeing the past of the area you're in and the future of the area you're in. Um, and you got a little frog with a top hat who mm. can talk and you can send, you can send them to the past or the future to get information, to pick things up, to uh, move things around so you can kind of see things. I'll just spoil the very first one of these puzzles. Um, which is interesting because I actually don't know how there's an outcome I haven't seen with it. Uh, there is a um, it, when you get this vision, you can see that the city that you're in in the future is all fucked up, um, and you can see that the uh, uh, you learn that it's it's based on what you've seen. It's from a sort of um, wood rot that that kind of comes in <clears throat> uh, uh, over over time, and so you need to find a way to get the cure for that wood rot so you can give it to somebody. Um, and, uh, it, you, part of what you do to get that cure made is do a favor for the, for the, uh, the alchemist in town. Uh, someone has removed the label from her, like, you know, an important, an important reagent and also like rat poison that are sitting right next to each other. And so she doesn't know which one is which. So you can look, you can go back in time. You can see the, um, which, which one the label is, is on. You can then, you remember you've seen someone with that label. You go get that label to prove to this person that like, oh yeah, I, uh, I got this label from these kids who stole it from you. It was on the, it was on the bottle with the red cap because you can't just be like, I went back in time and saw, and saw which one it was. Uh, at least at this point in the story, no one knows you have these powers. Um, and so you, you, you tell her and then she's able to make this potion for you. Uh, and so like, that stuff has been more interesting to me than the, the RPG stuff, the JRPG stuff. Yeah, I was going um, to ask what, uh, I found this screenshot of the combat where you can invoke past crystal. Is that just like, yeah, so like there, what's yeah, happening? So in the- you can, you can basically, um, move the enemy into a past or future form, uh, which is really interesting in some ways. So, like, you fight a boss. The game opens with a boss fight. You can't win. And then you get back to that boss fight very quickly. And the solution to that boss fight, which it tells you. So, again, I'm not going to feel bad about it. This is all within the first 20, 30 minutes of this game. I'm not. I don't feel too bad about this. This is the premise of the game. Um, is... Uh, hey, you can't beat them because they have these incredible shields, but if one of your party members hits the shields with water, and then you advance time on them, that water will rust the shields. And so oh. then with the rusted shields, 
you'll be able to do more damage. Of course, by moving them to their future forms, they're also more powerful than what they are in the in the kind of like uh, contemporary moment. Uh, and so and so there's like a there's a trade off there. Um, and I'm not deep enough in to see how much that develops in terms of like. Are there enemies you'd rather have uh, at some points in the battle in their past form, at some points in their modern form? Like, you know, like it's easy to imagine that working where like, oh, they're about to do their big attack. Let me switch them back away from their future form to a less powerful one. Uh, the game is also incredibly stylish. Like, it's, it's, it's a shame I mentioned we've talked for this long without me just saying that, like, it's very striking. Uh, it all has this very big, bold, colorful 2D animated look uh, all through play. Um, uh, there's lots of, of animated cutscenes that, that kind of capture these characters as a kind of cartoonish, larger than life. Uh, I think it's, it's very like, it almost reminds me of that, um, movie, the book of Kells, as far as like the art style, like the, it's not, not exactly the same, but it's like in the same wheelhouse as far as like the color, like mm. colorful, the way that they treat, uh, color and shadow. Do you mean the Secret of Kells? Yes, that one. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. It's about well, I the see book this. Of, I see this. Ba- it's about the Book of Kells. Dis- I the Secret of Kells is about the Book of Kells. Secret of Kells is about the Book of Kells. I'm pretty We've sure. We've all been yes. saying this. People are saying this more and more. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, you're, it's like you're 2D, but you're moving through pseudo, you're moving through environments that have foregrounds and backgrounds, and you're like walking forward through hallways and stuff. Um, it is a it is a game by a Colombian studio. Uh, my understanding is it pulls somewhat on Colombian um, like mythology. Oh, uh, I don't. I, yeah, apparently, Kato. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Is there like a talking fr- frog in Colombian mythology at all? Is there like a frog with a top hat? There is. What? <laughs> it's not a. It's not mythology. It's like a chill. A popular children's. Book. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay. I forgot what is the name of this frog? Name. What is his name? Oh. I'll just look up Colombian frog. Well, that's going to get you. <laughs> the go- is it the I, golden I poison the frog? I enjoyed the tone of it is the go- response. It is the golden poison frog. <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, but is that for kids? No, I don't no, think no, the golden no, poison no, frog no. is for kids. He's like a little green frog. He has a hat sometimes. I have these books at home. They're Colombian oh. children's books that are popular enough that he has a name that I cannot for the life of me remember right now. Because it's like very like, you know, five-year-old and under type books. Uh, right, so I right, cannot, right, right. I'm not uh, trying, but I cannot remember. So they're they're like doing the but whole like, def- this that is definitely based on exists. Colombian culture to copyright infringe. <laughs> <laughs> Frogs of Colombia. Yes, that. That's, that's it. That's, it. That's, that's, that's like a children's book. <laughs> oh I did God. find a thing here that says Mat- Matthias, the character who is the frog with his top hat, is inspired uh, by the golden uh, poison frog, one of the most deadly animals on the planet and found okay. exclusively Susan in Columbia. Columbia. I no longer trust yeah, this, fra- this frog. Yeah. I don't trust this frog at all anymore. Well, you know, not, I kind of already. That's self defense. I kind of already didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah, it. I guess that's true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real rough looking. Um. Oh, just like wait, is it? Rem- Hold on. I think I might have it. You remembered it. Uh, rin, 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 renacuajo, renacuajo. Uh, this, this is the, this is the name. Oh, my brain. Uh, this is oh, yeah, all this. horrific. There's a hey, bunch there of stuff on the internet that is not what I remember from my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the name of the character that is this is it this guy 
No, this is what I'm saying. No? The, it's like, it's just one of those, like. There's a hat? There's a hat? Yeah. Is oh, that, my is that, God. Is that cosplay? <laughs> Kato, is that you and cosplay that's as a little me. kid? Yeah, that's that. I, I went very as. cute. <laughs> Patrick is. Actually, that, that gives me a huge Patrick Klepik energy. Patrick mm-hmm. sent an image of a little kid in frog cosplay wearing yeah. red shorts. That one's closer to what I remember from my childhood. Okay. Also, the tripping tadpole yeah. is a stock character created by Colombian poet, poet uh, Rafael Pombo. Uh, it is still uh, reprinted in compilation of children's stories yeah. and nursery rhymes. Oh, I should note when you send the the frog Matthias back in time, he turns into a little little tadpole Aww, that walks around. That's good. That's and funny. you send him into the future, he gets like he gets kind of like older and and grumpier looking, <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, you see here in the top left, just like big bulky cheeks and and like, like kind of like a I, that's can face. I read this? Can I read this? You didn't read this Wikipedia page. I didn't um, finish it. Rin Rin, mm. Rin, Rin, Rin the tadpole. <clears throat> Rin Rin the tadpole represents Ooh. the stereotype of the self-assured youth never listening to his elders. Yeah. He is depicted as an aristocratic dandy fashion. Um, his mother, naturally a frog, asks him not to leave the house, but he doesn't listen to her. <gasps> the companions in his adventures are a young mouse. Uh, El Nino Ratico and an old lady rat, Doña Rotona. They go around partying and drinking beer. Uh, Finally, due to this misconduct, they end tragically <laughs> devoured by predators. The mouse and rat were eaten by cats, while the frog was devoured by a duck. Yeah, yeah, done then well for old Rinrin. Rinrin <laughs> don't even get to become a frog. Rinrin stuck at a tadpole till he die. Yeah, that's a shame. That's huh. cool. So. I remember accidentally. That's cool. <laughs> rip to Rin Rin. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, rip to Rin Rin. I mean, shouldn't have gone I, out. I Rin didn't Rin. realize. I, I feel like I didn't. I saw that they were Spanish-speaking uh, developers because right. I uh, saw the treatment of the title, which is Chris Tales, two words, but in a lot of the logos, it's one word, camel cased, and that's just cristales, yes, yes. which is cristales, crystals yeah. in Spanish. So right, I was like, oh, sense. they that's probably that Spanish sense. speakers. I didn't know they were specifically Colombian and had yeah. a call out to this <laughs> old to Rin Rin. Oh my God. Uh, my guess is there's more there that I haven't seen yet or I couldn't. I don't know. I gotta, yet. You know I'm what I mean? Uh, OK, really here's an example is like this is interesting. There's this this comparison between um, this uh, uh, like huge um, uh, uh, cathedral uh, in this in this game to a real cathedral. Uh, uh, I found this in an article from Modus Games called Chris Tales Reveals Colombian Inspirations Launches Launches Something Set Something uh, and Launches that? Console oh, no, Demo. No, that's a different one. Now, this is Santario de las Lajas? I don't know what that is. Yeah, right? It's gorgeous. Yeah, I know. The times I've been uh, to so Colombia, yeah, we like, hit other cathedrals that look similar, but not doesn't have this bridge. The situation that's neat, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of like it looks like there's a lot of architecture that is pulled from from that's cool major cities. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a yeah. boss hiding in hey, there's a bloodborne boss hiding inside that castle. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. When you approach that bridge, <laughs> yes. Uh, recently, recently, uh, uh, Kata, you sent me a picture of that salt. Yeah, um, the, the Salinas de Zipaquirá. 
the the salt uh-huh. mines that were turned into a cathedral, like an underground cathedral, cut out of the salt mines. It's a really neat place. It's really like went there as a child. Yeah, so it's really. And I think this article is saying that also that also gets referenced Ooh, here. Nice. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good spot. Nice. <laughs> I gotta, um, so yeah. I gotta check this out. I was interested yeah, 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 before, I'm, but it was like R- RPG. I have another RPG to finish right now, which was Final Fantasy. Was it? <laughs> it was Final Fantasy. Um, that was Final Fantasy. And okay. Integrate. I got. I finally finished that. Ah, nice. Oh, oh. My cat is attacking a, me. Don't attack. Stop it. Stop it. Um, is, um do. Wait, I, you finished Integrate. How's Integrate? I finished Integrate. Uh, really fucking fun. Really cool. I okay. don't understand what the fuck is going on, and I. Well, that's recently that was, that played gonna, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> that was going to be my question. I was like, I'm, I'm probably going to put this off into, as like a hype mode for part two, right? Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't need it right sure. now. I can, I can use that to, to ease back into it's short to, to that too. whenever that. Right, right. As, um, but as short as four hours, I stretched it to eight because I wanted it to be the Fort Condor master. Yes, <laughs> you became uh, the Fort Condor master. Yeah, yeah. I beat everyone. Okay. Beat is Hadley. <laughs> does it advance does it advance the story in any way is there any yes. like what the fuckery i mm, did not expect right. it but yes absolutely at the very mm. at the very end i um, almost want but, you to just tell me yeah i mean I, we mm. could just say hey spoilers skip ahead i'll i'll mark it if you want me to say it i will say it there's all some, right mark, mark are you okay it. with it being spoiled yeah awesome. i'm i'm not gonna play this okay all right let's mark probably it. Mark, mark it i don't play dlc mark it mark it, mark it. it's marked spoilers for Final Fantasy Integrate. Um, Integrate, uh, for people who don't know, so they know what's being spoiled. Right. Integrate yes. is the is the uh, Yuffie-focused expansion, yes. correct? You, you play solely as Yuffie. Uh, you get a companion sewn on later on that you can only give ATB commands to, but otherwise he okay. auto-fights. Um, gotcha. Okay. Uh, so that so is what's about to be spoiled, just, Market. Yeah. Now, spoiler time. Um, so at the end, the, like final boss of this little dlc is a character that i've never heard of you see two characters that people i saw were freaking out about which i think means they're compilation characters that have never been like that have been only referenced like once in a different what game what are their names one of them's vice and the other one's uh oh, fuck no no nor am i misremembering that you're dear are you thinking of are you Kato, my brain are you thinking of, is broken today. What's uh, up? Nero the Sable? Are you thinking of a near uh, replicants, uh, Vice and and Noir? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, you're no, sure? No, it's not a book. Vice has like white hair, and he's like in no, he Shinra he's, somewhere. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah it's I a see. thing. Yeah, it's, this guy. is a this is a a Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus character, go. huh? Yeah, ah, that man. The and then there's a there's a person that he's like talking to who is who you actually fight um and who gave me very um what's his name vincent vibes but i don't Uh, know what their connection i just i assume they're almost certainly (laughs) yeah another dirge of cerberus character some sort of anti-vincent i cannot remember his name i just beat him yesterday my brain is broken right now um Hmm. he has like these evil wins he's he's evil Wait, is there wait, is okay. there somebody named Evil? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was just saying. I yeah, was just, yeah, you yeah. Know. No. Um Nero. 
Nero. Nero the Sable? Nero the Sable. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay. I don't yeah, know. I that's where my brain was in that area of the near, near, near. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So this, he is the final boss and he's, they're giving, they're given like no preamble or anything. It's not like he You're learned the know. backstory. Like, it's oh like, my God. No, this is absolutely like a, if you know, you know. You know what's right. going on here. Well, that was, the, that, was the, that was the case of the uh, the, the end of Final Fantasy VII right. as well. Like you, no, nobody that or played re- remake. You mean right? But yeah, but yeah, yeah but yeah. The, you know when they introduce uh, what's his face, the the, the soldier character uh, yeah. alongside uh, Cloud, um, Zach. When Zach, Zach shows up in the like cutscenes, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And then after that, like you go on this whole mission with <laughs> as Yuffie to you know get infiltrate Shinra. It basically ends at the seven plate 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 seven drop. Like she sees that. Oh, so it's from, like a side. It's like an okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. You actually run into Je- you. You you can play Fort Condor against Jesse and uh, uh, Wedge because they're still there. They're not dead yet. Um, <laughs> oh, and rip. it ends. Uh, Yuffie's like Yuffie watches the plate collapse. Uh, and then there's like. 10 minutes of cutscenes where it's Yuffie on a chocobo headed out from Midgar, like going yep. on an adventure. Then it's, it jumps back to our original cast, like leaving Midgar oh. headed towards calm, which is the first oh. spot that you yeah, head first, up in the, yeah. in the original game. Yeah. Um, and there's just like some good, like fun, like, you know, we're road tripping, walking down, ta- discussing our yeah. future stuff. Um, you get, Zach back in Midgar. Like our Midgar or his Midgar? Our R. It looks like R. It looks like right after the plate, like after the plate drop. Huh, because there's okay. refugees. He goes to the church looking for Aerith. Mm. Expecting her to but be there. But she's gone. Right. But there's a bunch of because refugees she- like hiding out there because it's like safe from wherever the plate had dropped or whatever, I guess. Um, huh. right. So like it's moved that forward of like, yeah, we're going to, con- this is going to be a storyline in the next part, probably of uh, like what I mean, this news here that changes everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like moving forward, like, what is that going to be like? You see them, um, uh, the, the main team catches up, uh, gets a, gets a nice, uh, hitchhiking ride with, uh, Chocobo Bill to calm and you see uh-huh. they're they're left like right outside the city there's like a storm brewing it starts to rain and then like that seems like you're gonna start like right outside calm or something like it does seem like it's just gonna continue at least with that group right the, right, the right. main storyline yeah, as as we know it but you know i'm really yeah. interested in, like what the zach like i don't i don't know any of what originally happened it like is making me want to actually play those games. Wait, wait, wait. in terms of in terms of what? In terms of what? The side stories, between... Crisis Core. Yeah, oh, all like yeah, like the yeah, rest yeah, yeah. of the okay. compilation of like. Right. You know what happened with Zach though, because that's a plot point in Final Fantasy. VII. Yes, what originally you happened. know the end of Zach's story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I do. Yes. My, I mean, my understanding <laughs> is there's nothing like there's nothing in like Crisis Core that's going to explain why Zach is back. No. no, it's just that, but Zach's a very important character. Yeah, and he, he doesn't even yeah, in Final Fantasy original yeah. he doesn't get that much characterization. Like you understand why no, he's important to no. that story, yes. but he's a side yes. character meant to like you know characterize Cloud. And Cloud, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I get it that it doesn't really matter. No, like yes, he's alive. That's the big important thing. But I kind of want to know who the yeah, character yeah. is to kind of see. Yeah, 
All right. So understand when, more. when are you getting your PSP? God. No, I mean, I might play it. it. When does Let's that do fucking it. iOS thing happening? <laughs> I might what just. iOS thing? They're releasing this the year. entire compilation, like all of it. R- oh, I yes. didn't realize. Yeah, yeah they're ba- it's yeah. There's I missed you're, this. it's going to be a free to play thing. I think that. Ah. Uh, uh, um, essentially, oh, the game's like- okay. Okay, the game story is planned to be remade from scratch for iOS and Android as part of Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, along with most of the compilation of Final Fantasy VII games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's so a that probably like your window, your window into that side right. stuff. Oh, you, that's gonna that's coming out in 2022, uh, and it's planned to be released in monthly episodic installments. Hell oh yeah! God, God damn it! How else do you think they're gonna bridge uh, bridge you to remake two getting right, announced? Right, of course. Because yeah. now, now at this point, I, I would say it's I'm fairly certain the Final Fantasy VII Part Two will not be next year because they no, I don't think so. They seem to be implying that the next major Final Fantasy, which is what six sixteen sixteen, is like yeah. pretty far along, and that you think we're gonna, we're did you see the clip going around from Yoshi P uh, about how he doesn't want to he doesn't want to show it he wasn't he doesn't want to show it until he's he doesn't like, want to show until it's done until it's done basically he's like, done what's more fun he's like I don't understand why people. Uh, want to see the game until it's ready. Like when it's done, it was what's better. So, do you yeah. know what company you work for? So, he, well, he, uh, the funniest thing about that clip. So it's him. I forget who the second person is, and it's Yoko Taro, and they're talking okay. about this very openly in a way that's like the company wants us to show something at TGS. I don't want to show anything. So uh, and it's it's it's. I think there will be. It sounds like there will be something at TGS. I was going to say it's, that. It's, that sounds like you said you setting clip. up. You still showing something at T- TGS. That is exactly what it is. That is the, the way that they they joke about it and laugh through it. It makes me feel like we will get something at TGS. Um, but uh, I bet that game so. comes out next fall. Um, and then Final Fantasy Seven Two is the big game the year after that. So I think that's twenty yeah. twenty. So I think twenty twenty two is going to be. Uh, me playing a pinball gotcha game and then sw- yeah. swiping over to uh, Final Fantasy 7 uh, Dirge of Surgerous iOS. Yep. There it is. <laughs> uh, I don't... Yeah, how could I? I could probably make, find make a PSP. Kato play, make Kato play Dirge of Cerberus uh, iOS. On PS2. Yeah, I still have a PS2. Natively, natively on PS2. Yeah. None of this emulation. I I just need Coddulation a modulation of Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> I just need a yeah. I just need a copies. Uh, well, I'll, I'll try to hunt that down. See if Video Games in New York can hook me up. <laughs> I bet they'll have it. Someone, God, has I would it. watch you play all the all the compilation games. I really would. It'd be very funny. Yeah, I would love that. I think it's so hard. I don't have in the to... middle of some dirge of Cerberus like dungeon and be like, "This game is terrible. What are we <laughs> <Yeah>. doing?" <laughs> uh, is um, is is. Is ever uh, what is it? Crisis Core, the PSP one. There's a mobile one too. Crisis right? Core is the Crisis Core is the yeah yeah it is, is that before Crisis. Uh, before Crisis was the mobile one. Okay, yeah. Crisis Core. Crisis Core is cool. It's got like a weird lottery combat system. What? Like a, or yeah. a, a, a slot a, machine. A slot machine. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fucking it's weird. I I I, I played through it in, in its entirety at the time, and I quite quite liked it, despite not like caring that much about. What, like what's yeah. up with Zach, and that's Tabata who would go on to be to take over Final Fantasy fifteen and to do Type Zero and uh, Ajito and some other stuff. Do we think? Um, which I know people don't like Tabata, but I don't know. Do we think there's a a clean break for Final Fantasy Remake two? As far as like saves, like am I keeping that save? Oh. 
you are starting at level one. Yeah. For yeah. absolute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's no I, doubt. I, I, I'm be surprised if they give you some sort of bonus, you know, like, yeah, hey, definitely. You get a, You'll get a special costume. Maybe, but, yeah, or gonna... oh, yes, a costume, a weapon with some extra slots early on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, it, this, like the, end, the ending of that game sets up with, uh, like, ah, like, because of your interaction in the storm, you've, like, you've lost some of your powers, you know? <laughs> Start, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's not yeah, going to take very much to... So you were going to say Yuffie, does Yuffie, I've heard that Yuffie plays substantially differently from other characters is that true yeah she's just like a she's melee and ranged which is a first like everyone else is you know one or the other depending on their weapon uh but like she also feels kind of overpowered because she is the only character you play in this one like they Mm -hmm. they tuned it for Mm -hmm. it being just her and sonan um, and right. it's really like it's really fun. Like sh- you can throw out your uh, whatever shuriken you have, and like it'll spin on an enemy, and then you can throw out like magic ninjutsu attacks that you can then attach a certain element to by using an ATB charge to like you oh, know get their weakness. Yeah, you can pick which uh, element it. It's huh. there's like a lot of really fun options with her. Um, you can also build her as like. Uh, like beast DPS, she like has really fast uh, attacks, so you can get like crit rate up stuff that like just like is feels broken at times. You know, it's yeah. she's got like a lot of versatility in a way where it's like you design this for this solo adventure, and like she will never leave my party if she's exactly the same in the other. If if that's like an option, obviously, which they kind of changed yeah. with the remake. Anyways, there weren't that many times where you were choosing. There was a couple of those, but mostly they kind of forced whatever your group was going to be to be, you know, uh, whatever they wanted. So maybe that's how they work around it is like, you know, it's not it's not like, you know, that's the big question with this. Now we're moving into the part of the the game, which was technically open world in the original. How open world is yes, it? Do, is yes. it going to be how linear? Like. Do you get to, yes. Do you get the phone? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It will be linear. It will be yes. more linear. I yeah. think you'll have the same style of openish moments that you had in Seven Remake, where you could go back to places you've been. Right. I have low. Like I don't think it's going to be like Final Fantasy Fifteen, where you eventually get a car. Or you, I mean, Final Fantasy Fifteen, you start as a car. Yeah. But like. We start with a you car. Start you as don't a start car. as a car. Right. The car <laughs> start, guys. I mean, you do kind of yeah. start as a car. You start pushing a car. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think you're going to get like a huge open world map. Right. Um, I mean, maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe, wrong, I, but... I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they can get away with not letting you have love an airship if at they some just point, fucking but then... put in an overworld map with a little chibi on it. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, of course you would. You believe that. I believe that. We believe that. We're, I don't think anyone else would like it, I guess. certain sort. <laughs> yeah. I think people would like it. I think that I, but I, but I think I, that it might go against the vibe that yes. I think there's a, there is, you know, is, is seven the last time they used, they use that sort of chibi overworld, overworld map? Everything since then has been, has been yes. unified yeah. largely in terms of vis- visual style sure, in yeah. the main series. Yeah. They don't, they don't have a different, it's not modal in that right. way. Um, uh, and so like it would have, I think it would have to feel like Final Fantasy 15, which is such a different game design. Yeah. In terms totally. of the the world layout and stuff, and and hey, maybe maybe it goes that way eventually. I don't know. That game would be huge. Oh, also, um, yes, one big thing. Well, it's not big. I'm excited because I'm a fool. Uh, uh-huh. Just there was confirmation at the end of Intergrade 
<laughs> that Fort Condor was still a real place and not just this board game. Not just a video game. <laughs> yeah, the, the Condor like flies overhead at, at the very end. Oh, I I'm see. like, oh, yes. great. Okay. We're going to still get that. That's good. Fort Condor, to, as a reminder, is like an RTS. It's like a little mini RTS, right? And in this, in the, some of the footage yeah. I've seen, it looked like Clash of... It looked like... Not Clash of Clans. What's the what's the other, Clash Royale is what it looked like to me. I don't know if I'm yeah, the only person like, who knows what Clash Royale. I don't is, actually but. know what the I've heard that comparison made enough okay. times. I'm like, In Clash I'm Royale, sure that's true. Yeah, okay. you just like okay. you, have, you plop you down have, units and they walk towards the enemy and like you, attack yes, whatever they hit yes. first. Basically, yeah, it's that, but 3D. It's almost exactly this. I have the screenshot two, of Clash Royale. Yep, there's two. Uh, <laughs> there's two fucking. Okay. There's exactly two there's like, like choke points. And like a such yep. a thing that divides the map. Um, uh huh. I don't know if this is true of this game, but in that one, you can only uh, summon units as far as your furthest unit. That is that is correct, I believe. Yeah, I think it is uh -huh. literally this game. There's also like spells that your towers can do. Uh, yeah, you see a little fireball icon. Yeah, that's what that's I was a, looking. That's yeah. a spell. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not dissing it. Four Condor no. seems like a sick game. It was fun. I, you know, I'm not. I had a good time. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it is just this. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, right. Maybe I'll check this out someday. <laughs> Clash Royale is a game I never let myself play because I I saw Brad Shoemaker play it yeah. back in the day. I watched some videos uh, of him playing it, uh, and I was like, I can't do this. This is like I this will, it will I will play this nonstop yeah. because the core model seems so pleasurable to the brain. Right. So, yeah, that's a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> that's a little bit why I spent four hours before doing anything else in uh, Integrate yeah. playing uh, Fort Condor. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, final, final, final fantasy thought here. Uh, friend of mine just tweeted the a link to the ninety second Final Fantasy X slash X two HD commercial that came out because uh, uh, I guess it's, an, it's an, the anniversary for X or something. Mm. And this is this commercial is just people. This is so sad. <laughs> this commercial is just people crying and saying goodbye to each other for 90 seconds. Well, what? you know, if you've played Final Fantasy 10. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I get it. I get it. Thematically. Oh my God. Consistent. Bit of a spoiler. <laughs> It's just people screaming and yelling about how sad they are. It was very affecting. Oh my god! Uh, anyway. I, need to, I need to know. Maybe someone can write in. Um, I was not able to do the research on this, and so maybe can someone summarize it for me. So, uh, I really liked ten. Yeah. Uh, I've told the story of how I liked ten too, and then my memory card was lost in the mail when I went to college. I just never right. got back to it. But I, I liked the premise of th that game, and you know, being a pop star trio going around doing whatever i forget what the uh setup was but there uh there was a quote going around that there is a story outline for x3 um and huh. people are furious that they would even consider doing it because apparently there was a novel that advances the plot of oh. the final fantasy x you know particular uh series uh further that is so just like I mean, the disgust I saw in like different message board threads and Reddit threads was was like, no, you ruined it. You don't get to go back because the person who did the outline is whoever was the <clears throat> chief designer on 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 ten. I, f I forget uh, which uh, uh, person it was, but basically, like like this was scorched earth. Like the fans that you know, like if you 
You want to go back after what you did in the novel, in the book? Uh, and I need, to, I need to know. I need someone to write in uh, and explain to me what happened what that has fuck? made people so yeah upset. We'll revisit it in a, in a maybe on Thursday show. But uh, I, 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 I need someone to summarize yeah, that please. for me about please. why things went so wrong that because Final Fantasy Ten is a game that a lot of people like, including myself. And I would, yeah. I would probably revisit that world. Uh, but why have people said no? You're not allowed. Please write in and explain it to me. Um, so I can be, so I can join you in the so course can, of yes. being mad. <laughs> um, we had some other things today, but I feel like we've gone pretty long. Do we want to, we want to save our boomerang X thing and maybe I'll try to wrap that up. Yeah, we can say Thursday. that. The game's still we'll just, good. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about the, I do want to finish it. I just didn't have the Yeah, let's hold, so. yeah, let's, we'll, so let's we'll, hold yeah. that. Boomerang we're X also gonna, still good. We'll also talk about, um, uh, the, the death's door on Thursday. Yeah. The uh, new game from the Titan Souls uh, developer. Yes. Um, is that awesome the crow one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the crow one. Sick. That's the crow one. <laughs> uh, that said, we do have some questions I'd like to get to before we wrap, if that's okay. Right. Uh, gaming at vice.com is the address. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, gang. This one comes in from Corbin. Long time, first time, I think. Not a question, like every good live Q&A. But I just wanted to express <laughs> my appreciation <laughs> for <laughs> both Rob's continuing home theater updates and also the deserved ribbing he gets for it. Gotta hear both sides. Also, <laughs> would love any in-depth updates he has on his hi-fi software choices. I know I at least am struggling to choose between Rune or Volo- Vol- Volumio for my next step, and the entirely separate product Rune, R-O-O-N, is <laughs> just a step too far. Rune has been said on this podcast, and, not, and not in the context. It's specifically, I've <laughs> never heard it connected with no. a step too far. And so I, <laughs> okay. I've... I, being an extra $13 a month on its own, am I right? <laughs> or is if there's no interesting content to mine from that at conversation, I'd love if Rob guessed it on Brad and Will's tech pod for a hi-fi deep dive. I'll ping those guys too, but y'all actually know them. So anyway, <laughs> thanks as always for the great content. Love hearing every one of you every week. Stay good at it, Corbin. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, is this software that I, I would also love to hear you on that podcast? Is this soft? Is this? Talk to me about hi-fi software, Rob. I don't know shit about hi-fi software. I mean, I so I'm not familiar with this. Uh, so Rune with a U uh, uh, hasn't come across my radar uh, before. So I need. Well, to wait. What about Rune out. with an O O N? That's what this is. R-O-O-N. Oh yeah, no. Rune is what we're building towards here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we. That's uh-huh. what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, all right. Yeah, it's thirteen dollars a month. <laughs> What do you get for, with that? What do you get with that? How is it worth that? You could sell me on the Instagram. Do you know that scene? Wait, do you know that scene in in every chess thing? Or like, do you know that thing where it's like two two great masters stare at each other? Like two great duelists meet on the meet on the field, meet on the, the road, and their eyes meet, and one of them just forfeits because they've they've done the duel in their heads they've instantly done the duel in their heads and they both are they recognize the talent of the other one and they go about their day i've just lost this duel i saw in rob uh, the glint in rob's eye i felt the entire line of argument stretch across the sky like a snake of lightning striking me in the heart i've subscribed to rune i don't even have an audio system so rune is a really, really nice way to listen to and organize a music collection. It is 
sub-based mostly because their model requires ongoing like upkeep and curation. Uh, and so that's like, this is the part that will make you sound like just an absolute sicko. <laughs> <laughs> With Rune, you are fundamentally paying a subscription fee to a service to stream your own music <laughs> to you. Now, that might sound <laughs> weird to you. you uh-huh. That might not make sense to you. But there's a few things that Rune does that are really good. It integrates really nicely with a lot of the other streaming services. So you can pay many subscriptions. <laughs> um, so it streamlines it. They just all dovetail together. Uh, Rune also has not, I, I don't want to overpromise here, but you know how like within like, I don't know. A few hours, Spotify will will take you into a taste cul-de-sac if you're like listening to Spotify radio or yes. like like building off of Spotify playlists. You're like Spotify quickly becomes like this is all the same shit being reflected back to me again and again. Rune's stuff in that vein is much better, and it is and again because it is breaking across multiple um, like streaming services, its recommendations can pull from different libraries. So, like, this kind of tells you where Rune is coming from. Rune is very proud of their integration with uh, Kobuz, which is the French, uh, like, audiophile-oriented streaming service that I subscribe to (laughs) for a reasonable $300 a year. That's more than $12 a month, Rob. Pardon? That's, That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. $300 a year? It might have been like two fifty. What are you getting? Oh, with, it's like with twenty Kobus? bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. Um, like lossless or near lossless streaming. Huh? Um, you got to go on this tech pod, and you got to get this motherfucker to wheel that immediately. Patrick, Kobuz's classical library is just oh. next level. Oh. Like nobody else is sense. even in the same league as as uh Kobuz. like you can like they got it all there you're and telling me that when i search is- for like mozart on on spotify and, it, and it's just like uh an ms paint you know uh a uh, cover that just of a of a thing called like 37 mozart songs to relax to that's not the that's not the height of classical no that should be just straight midi so (laughs) no information on those tracks it doesn't say who performed them where they were when they were recorded and this is the thing so rune is like has organized basically all the liner notes for Mm. a lot of these things now kobuz of course has the actual liner notes usually scanned in with their uh, collection so kobuz is great has some glitches wasn't happy about it but i like where they're coming from Rune uh, also organizes stuff like who was the session musician on this. Uh, And so you can sort of like pull up everything they were a session musician on. So it's very like it's for if you want to go down Wikipedia rabbit holes with music. Yeah. um, Rune is there for you. Rune has really good curation. Uh, Rune is also really good at cleaning up a lot of the metadata for your own collection that might just like 
You know, sometimes yeah. it's like, why is this album? Why are its tracks all out of order? The whole album yeah. experience is broken. Rune's just going to usually just step in there, clean it right up. Why does it say that database? I have music from J hyphen Z, J space Z, J Z one word, <laughs> J space hyphen space Z. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that I, I kind of dig about Rune is that its editorial library is actually pretty good. Like their artist bios are are really detailed, and then like album by album, uh, like they've got generally really first rate uh, crit like built into the player. So why is this cool? Because I'm just sitting here on my couch listening to Rune, controlling my music library through the Rune app, which is seamlessly integrated across. It's like you're running Spotify, but it's on your own network and it's got a better collection because it's both your collection and then these other services that Rune is integrated well with. And you can just sort of be sitting there uh, like reading up about the artists you're listening to or like pulling up uh, like covers of the same song. It's really nicely featured. Um, and so it's, it's just very pleasurable to use. And it also will let you know if it doesn't think your sourcing's up to snuff. It's like, Hey, wow. there's a lo-fi link in this chain of hi-fi and you're like, God damn, I got to fix that. And Rune's like, let, let me tell you where you need to clean up, uh, clean up your sourcing. So, uh, now I don't know if it's going to stay around. You can, of course, buy Rune and stop paying a subscription fee. Oh. For just $700. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, Rune can be yours to keep. That seems... Mm. But if you're good... I I feel like... I mean, these services are not for me. But if if this speaks to you, the $700 is a better value proposition than the $300. Because do you get they, is a, sorry? Uh, you're confusing. Three hundred is a different service. He would still need to subscribe to. Oh, you do. Three hundred was a service. different thing. Yeah, that yeah. was the music listening. That was his classic uh, that was, focus. That was a Kobuz. but Rune yeah. Kobuz are like this. Yeah. So I for, can't live this life that you live. No. This is an immaculate living that I can <laughs> never. I can't come here with you. Oh, quick thing though, that Kobuz subscription came with a store discount. So that you can buy the hi-fi like downloads uh, and the lossless downloads of their collection for like a song. Uh, and the savings are pretty, the, the savings rack up pretty quickly. So all you have to do is like, if you're like, I'm going to buy, I am committing to buying like $600 of music in addition to the $300 of uh, what the subscription fee was for Koba's Sublime? Uh, uh, you're actually turning a profit. It's crazy. Like they're okay. just giving this stuff away. I'm gonna, Addendum. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip this, put yeah. it on a CDR, send this to your partner. Just like, listen. <laughs> listen, I don't know. I don't know what he's telling you. I don't know how much of this gets out. I need you to listen to this segment. So, Addendum. my partner, well, you can, uh, MK no. is still using Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just uh-huh. not even the higher fidelity, like just basic yeah. Spotify. Ah, a person. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh-huh. well, this is the other reason. I can't like we shared an account. I can't use it anymore. Cause it's like Oh, oh my wait, you god. Just, you just clicked add album to your collection, so now all these album tracks are in the library. You didn't need to do that. Like oh, Spotify's not good at that. Yeah, but hmm. 
you're paying so for two Spotify subscriptions place. now? No, I just no, you're just on Cobuzz. Yeah. You're just you're yeah, just, just yeah. Cobuzz. Yeah. So you want you know what? We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. <laughs> I do have to add uh, 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 another thing. Rob, have you are you getting are you gonna get a nucleus? Is that in the cards? No. Okay, <laughs> okay so I need to explain Kato <laughs> did nucleus. Rune offers something called the Rune Nucleus. I don't the think it's a good idea. Rune music server built for sound quality. Why? Yeah. I don't why? think it's like this is the part where I'm like, this is a boondock. This is a this is a bridge too far. This is where I draw the line. <laughs> this is like a this oh. is a server. Yes. Yeah, this is like so a, expensive. Yeah, it only includes what there are zeros. They didn't include <laughs> the lifetime rune thing in this price. That doesn't no. cost them anything. No. The, this, the rune nucleus, yes. Uh, thank you, Kato. $1,500. Up to 10,000, 100,000 tracks. Uh, you get a server that streams the music on your network to your house. And the idea is that the rune nucleus is so perfectly assembled and so minimalist uh, that it is both electronically and physically soundless. And so your music is just so pure. Uh, there's nothing, no whirring of fans, no, just just pure, sublime, uh, like, lossless music. Um, being what? This page links a white paper, Rob. <laughs> yes. You can call anything a white paper, Austin. That's like that's just that's just a PDF. Yeah, that's yeah. it is just a PDF. It's actually just a Google Doc. It's not even a PDF. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of what I don't think. So I think the nucleus for me is like you were buying what Rune is selling, but then you didn't trust yourself to like just put the Rune software on your own setup mm. and figure out what works for you. Now the only concern I have is. Because Rune wants the nucleus to work, Rune is not invested in making sure it works well on things like a uh, Synology NAS, for instance, which is, of course, where Rune will ultimately be living for me. Mm, yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll Kata, see. Kata, you, like, you posted this thing, nucleus price, fourteen fifty nine includes one year Rune subscription, which I think is outrageous. Uh, they didn't give you a second year. Library capacity, 10,000 albums, 100,000 tracks. Uh, multi-room streaming up to six simultaneous zones, DSP capability, all DSP functions available in PCM domain, certain combinations of function using DSD, unsampling or multi-channel processing may not be possible. Well, guess what? What if I just want, what if I want certain combinations of functions using DSD, unsampling or multi-channel processing? <laughs> what if I need those to be possible? And the answer is <laughs> I just have to spend another thousand dollars because MSRP 2559 includes one year rune subscription. <laughs> Is Nucleus Plus, and it's all the same. It's all the same, except all DSP functions available. What's I don't know what a DSP function is. I guess I don't need to. See, this is why to you have to know what that is to go on digital Brad signal Wells processing. I see, of course. Yeah, that's why I've never been on there. I don't. Right. I don't. Yeah, I this don't is like I. I there. can't hang with those dudes. But you should like, go and get get schooled on this stuff. I go in. I go in, and I'm like, Brad, tell me something about Plex, and he's like, Plex is for babies. Uh, and then, like, it'll, it'll be like 10,000 words of, like, let me tell you what I did. Uh, 
I just, you know, I, I homebrewed uh, a media management app for my, now it's a little janky, but yeah. once you got it set up the way, and I was like, I can't go, I can't follow Brad down this rabbit hole. Like, see, the thing is, everyone, the way everyone looks at me is the way I look at Brad, where it's right. like, I say, yeah. oh, like amazement. Your hubris is taking you like I admire you. You're a, you're a hero, but also uh, I feel like you are you are going places where people were not meant to tread. Yeah, I want to. Go, oh, go ahead. I was no, saying I want to read this quote on the Rune Labs website that might as well just be Rob, but this is Mike from Singapore. Join one hundred thousand music enthusiasts. Quote: Every time I fire up Rune, I'm amazed by how incredible it is. It's taken me a while to come around to the pricing. <laughs> Which looks expensive, but is in fact a bargain. Long live Rune. <laughs> oh, hey, you can connect your title account to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and title integrates with Plex, so you almost have to have title because title just works seamlessly with everything. Everything. Like, yeah. Rune don't do oh, movies, fuck. so you're gonna need Plex anyway. Yeah, um, I'm on that Plex. Yeah. Listen, you want an illicit strangedays.mp4? I know where to get that. It's my Plex server. <laughs> uh, hang on. Do you have a Plex? Do you have a Strange Days MP4? Yeah, we'll talk later. All right, we'll talk. You should buy uh, we'll it. You should it. buy it. You should. That movie's actually good enough to own. Is the thing. Oh yeah. Let me let me go see where I can buy it. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> only the German. Only the German Blu-ray is still available, which yeah. will not play on my Region One player. <laughs> that is actually true. Yes. So yeah, unless I'm in the spring for Region B slash two, I'm fucked. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, uh, Strange Days is good. Anyway, I will say. I will say. I did once send a Strange Days link to a prominent game developer. They were very happy about it. That's all I'll say. Hmm. Also, you know what Rune has never done? It's never told musicians, hey, the idea was to distribute music, not make you money. <laughs> like you're not gonna catch Rune out there being like, what yeah. are you why are you ungrateful bastards what asking for money for? Yeah. You see that Vimeo shit? Did you know that's how Vimeo? Uh-oh. How Vimeo's music or like movie, uh, um, huh, money. Is Vimeo bad now? No. Yes. No. Um, I hadn't, I missed it when Botchamania did this. Or I had this happen to it, but uh, some, some other small filmmakers, uh, this, this past, um, month posted that their video had gotten a few million views on, on Vimeo. And so Vimeo sent them a note saying, all right, you just t- uh, give us $10,000 or else or else we're going to block this video because it's getting so much traffic. And that's the model, it turns out. Hmm. Like, that's how Vimeo works. It's, there's no ads, which I, like, right. I hadn't thought about how Vimeo works before. But the way that Vimeo works is if you get enough traffic, they come to you with a bill. And they say, it's not a bill because they're not going to backcharge you. They're saying we're going to shut off your account, basically, if you don't uh, start paying us because that's how much how much traffic you get. So I, I don't know that it's bad so much as it's a surprise. I think any business model that starts with, and then we'll knock on their door <laughs> and tell them they owe us money is, is one that's hard to get. It's like the lottery in reverse where like, <laughs> yes. you, you go around to a bunch of randos. It's like one of these people is going to owe us a million dollars. Yes. Yes. Well, like, and the, I think that the ideal is the, whatever you've gotten a million views on is like a trailer for a project that's going to make you enough money to pay that $10,000 to keep your account active. 
but I don't have $10,000 like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have a, a, a hit Vimeo account either, but people who are doing like very funny comedy videos on Vimeo aren't making money from those comedy videos, you know? Um, anyway. Uh, God, I had another Rob question, but I think we should just move on. Uh, here we go. This is a food question from Lydia. Recently, I've discovered how easy making a good pizza can be, but I've been told my toppings choices are a bit unconventional. My favorite being dill pickle and artichoke hearts. So this brings me to my question. What is your favorite non-standard pizza topping? P.S. The dough recipe I've been using is J. Kenji Lopez Alt's foolproof pan pizza. It comes together in like five minutes with no kneading, and it's been fantastic every time I've made it. Nice. Unconventional pizza toppings. I got one. What, what's where's the line? What when, I don't what's... know. Because I feel like we, we made a homemade pizza with chorizo. That's not standard at the Dominoes. But, but right. I don't but feel great. like that's and it's all it's all and it's, and it's, and it's in the good. mix of good. that's what I yeah. mean. It just it just feels pepperoni adjacent. This is not right. what you're going to get in your in the you know in sure, the United yeah. States. You're not going to get. But I don't feel like that. That's as close as I can get. But I, I feel like Kato Axe has a Man. real answer that goes. Oh the yeah, other line. I've used uh, mango chutney as a sauce base on a pizza, oh. which is delicious. Wow, that's so a different sweet. I was gonna say that would be. It a is pretty sweet, group. but then you like yeah. put some like um, what did we do? We did pancetta on top. Mm. You know, crisp it up a little Ooh. bit, then toss it on there to add some mm-hmm. saltiness, Ooh. and it's just uh, mm. and um. What else did we put on? We put broccoli on there. It, it was really good. <laughs> it was delicious. That great. It, that it was like um, uh, Trader Joe's has like a, a mango chutney thing that like comes in a little yeah. jar that has a little bit of spice to it as well. It's not just pure sweet. There's a little kick of heat the, in there. It's nice. Yeah, that sounds good. My favorite non-standard pizza that I've had ever is a. Um, it was. Goat cheese, which I know, Kata, you don't like goat cheese. Nah, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, onions, caramelized onions, mm. apples, and honey. Hmm. And it was incre- not a lot of honey, not overbearing, just enough. Was this homemade? This was grilled for me at a party in Brooklyn nice. by a person whose job it is to be a pizza expert. Damn, nice. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like one of the pizza tours of New York people. Wow. You know? Um, I just, and like you know, it was a world class pizza like referee. That reminded me of one of my favorite non standard pizzas I've gotten at a restaurant. Was a they called it the Irish pizza. It was corned beef, uh, potatoes on like mm-hmm. a honey yeah. white sauce thing that they had mm. made. It was that might be no. Mm. It was good. It was very. It was not very was it sweet. subtle. It was very subtle. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. But yeah, it was. Beautiful. This was like next to the studios at when I was in college, the the art studios. So like after a late they were also open late. And it was just great to grab one of those on the way out at two AM. Just like I wanna shove all this potato and meat in my face. It's delicious. Yeah. So these are all very like cheese board style pizzas. That is Um, yeah, yeah, that is where we've all been. I guess I think the chorizo isn't. I think the chorizo Patrick's chorizo as well was in the realm of yeah I yeah. think so too I, it's like not pizza I, I bet you would you could you could give it to a lot of people and they go oh this is really good but you're never mm-hmm. gonna get 
like you know uh, outright revulsion over like oh that's just not what you do with a pizza like I just I don't, well, I don't feel like that no because like hits. sausage is sausage after yeah. a point too like yeah. I, mind you I will go to bat for like different like forms of different like every culture is figured out hey back? like meat in a tube mm. yeah it's mm. good yeah and <laughs> just kind of changes based on like what it is you're putting in that tube can we go um, back to that that place that had that really good chorizo breakfast. Oh, LA. In LA, yeah, that was a oh. well. I hope they survive. Yeah, can we go back there so but bad. never live in that uh, that house again? <laughs> oh. That's the oh. that's the trick. Um, that's the, the trick. Yeah. So, but I just had an idea. So, Patrick, if you put like Mexican chorizo on a pizza, yeah, all the oil comes out. Would it fry the pizza in the Ooh. pan? Huh. With all the excess oil, because we've all had that pizza, right? Where like accidentally, yeah. sort of like the, like for instance, really good pepperoni. So much oil comes out of it, yeah. That like the pizza it itself gets like lightly fried. Yeah, you're, you got to get paper towels out just to as you. Oh, you right, right, right. But if it's cooked with it, yeah, the actual there's actually like a a frying layer, like a crisp almost is what you're saying. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm saying like, you want to deep fry a pizza <laughs> in. Chorizo of chorizo. And the, yeah. Oh my god. Uh-huh. This sounds like an experiment that must be we done. We gotta do it. <laughs> we gotta find out. That yeah. sounds what was our great. lasagna invention? The lasagna burrito we've yeah, tried. Yeah. But have you tried the chorizo, the the fried chorizo pizza? That Another waypoint original. <laughs> do you guys feel there's a meaningful difference between pizza and flatbread though? Because some of these pizzas yes. that were described, I'm like, I feel like I'm not opposed to flatbreads, but I'm also like, if you say if I'm like I'm in the mood for a pizza, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I probably not in the mood for the quote unquote Irish pizza. I should say the the so the when I had that apple pizza, it was not the only pizza on offer. There was a collection of pizzas. Mm-hmm. I also had like an incredible slice with zappuccetta. Like you know, there's other yeah. there are other more traditional pizzas, and it almost became. I I see. I think served alone, I can hear the in the my case. Mikado actually sounded like you have a strong in, pizza argument in my mind. The flatbread yeah. and the pizza are separated by their crust. A flatbread is generally thinner than even a thin crust pizza and usually more stable. Like yeah. uh um like a thin crust pizza, the dough is I don't know, like I feel like a a, a flatbread, you're never gonna get flatbread that sogs that that's that sags really. But like yeah. you would get a thin like it's like a different type of bread. It feels like that's where I would draw the line because like the thing that I made with mango chutney was absolutely a pizza. We used pizza dough. It was a nice, a good, you know, substantial so you put it crust. In the dough. Right. This is the. I this think the is dough the is the key to separating that out. Everything for me. else besides the dough can change. Yeah, totally. For you. Absolutely. Okay. You can put whatever the fuck you want as long as it's pizza dough, and it's got a nice thick crust. Not, not even like you know, but thicker than what in my brain says flatbread is, which I think flatbread is generally thinner and therefore tends to come out crispier or like a little harder than yeah. a little most yeah, firmer. Yeah. And a lot of restaurants half ass their flatbread as just some sort of like menu item that I think right. that it's gotten a little yeah. bit devalued. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is from what I'm looking at here. The the case that people are making is flatbreads use unleavened dough and pizza oh, of course. Okay. That would make sense too. Yeah. As, yeah. as to why the difference yeah. That would make right. perfect then sense. That's what I'm going to stand sense. by. Yeah, <laughs> but I get where Rob. I, Rob, I do want to say I do get where you're coming from in terms of taste profile and experience. Sure. Yeah, one more food one, and we'll wrap up. Uh, this one comes in from Luke. 
Thanks so much for working so hard to produce two episodes more now with Waypoint Plus, waypointplus.com, of my absolute favorite podcast every week. Y'all are the best. Thank you. I've never written in before, but I've also never been so affronted as I was by Kato's baseless claims that dumplings require stuffing to be dumplings. Look. This was a spear thrown right (laughs) through my Central European Bohunk heart. And the youth spent eating uh, uh, Nadilki, I think. It's Czech for dumplings. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that word. I'm rushing to put it into Google so I can hit. (laughs) It's not there. I thought it would just tell me what it did. It didn't. Check for dumplings. I'm talking about the fantastic, un- unadulterated base form of dumpling, of which the myriad stuff variants are simply derivatives. Wow. It's also worth noting there are plenty of derivatives of basic bread dumplings that also aren't stuffed from uh, spots, spotzel- spotzels to potato dumplings to gnocchi, which we talked about. The most steamed slash uh, the moist steamed slash boiled exterior and the soft spongy interior of a good dumpling provide a wonderful texture and make it perfect for absorbing sauces shout out to my mom who 15 years ago when i started being vegan developed a note perfect vegan version of chicken uh paprikash my ultimate uh comfort food traditionally consisting of dumplings chicken onions and a sauce made of paprika broth and sour cream i love Mm. stuffed dumplings too from chinese steamed buns to gyoza to the pierogies championed in the cleveland area where i grew up but the basic bread dumpling is in my estimation the goat and the base form conjured to mind when the word dumpling with no further descriptors if it's not a pork dumpling or an apple dumpling or whatever it's just a dumpling and then it's not stuffed with anything so thanks again for all you do and i gotta say I did, after that original thing, think about chicken and dumplings as a dish that I would never not say that, that those are dumplings, but those are. But the thing about it is when I think about chicken and dumplings, I'm thinking about the dumpling completely like having completely absorbed the chicken broth uh, and the, the sort of like sauce, because at that point, it's like still this deeply flavorful thing that has been that has absorbed all of that, that flavor. Mm. Um, and that I think is maybe like in my mind, I I hadn't, I hadn't ever made that connection, but it's still a thing filled with flavor. It's just, it's filled with liquid flavor instead of being filled with solid something else. I, I never had chicken and dumplings. Uh, and yeah, no, just before, before this conversation, really like, in my mind, like a dumpling was a stuffed thing, um, right? Mostly, mostly like like my introduction to them was Asian cuisine gyozas, other like mm-hmm. chumai dumplings. All of that is like the first time I ever heard that word, and then like that just is what a dumpling is in my brain when you say that word. That's that language, you know, the sig the the <laughs> signifies that in my in my head. So mm-hmm. like when yeah when we saw gnocchi's called dumplings, my brain just broke. I was like. I've never considered something solid to be called a dumpling. So, yeah, learn something new every day. There we go. <laughs> All right. All the dumpling fans out there can can yeah, ease back chill. with the pitchforks. No, they're, they're all good. No one knows <laughs> that mad about that, that, the dumpling, the dumpling discourse. That's going to do it for us today. We'll be back later this week. What do we got? What's going on? You have to have the, uh, the Psychonauts article up on the site now. Yeah. Uh, we got some more Resident Evil this week. We're going to come back to Tactical Tuesdays this week. Uh, I think we're going to do some wilder myth, uh, if that if that makes sense, Rob. I think we were agreed on that, right? I'm not just talking shit. Okay. Um. Uh. What else is What else is popping off? Anything else worth saying? 
Oh, is the Pur- Forever Purge pod going up this week? Yeah, Wednesday. We Wednesday. Okay. There you go. So a lot of stuff coming. WaypointPlus.com. If you want to hear us talk about the Forever Purge, if you want to hear, is that Tim Schaefer interview? Just uh, That's just the text article on the site, right? Patrick? Yeah, yeah, it's just the text uh, article with also uh with uh also quoted in the pieces. Uh Lizette uh I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Lizette uh Titree Montgomery, the uh, art director on on the nice. project as well. Awesome. So you go check all that out. Waypoint.vice.com, waypointplus.com to support everything we do. Follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Patrick? At Patrick Lubbock. Rob. Uh you can find me daydreaming of pierogi fest in whiting indiana uh which is which is my locus for all things dumpling uh you can also find me on twitter at rob zachney can we do a road trip why can't we go i want to go to like a like a like a summer state fair state fair but like petition petition for them to let us do a video panel Uh, oh yeah like we'll just set one up maybe like we just like hey is it, is it, it doesn't have to be like a, you don't have to advertise it they like, would let us just... pot out of a waffle house right we uh <laughs> the waffle rob we don't we cannot get into the waffle house idea here we have too many people to sign off who would have, need to sign off on that in the extended family but it rose that we could do a waffle house thing and i would like to i haven't been in a waffle house in so long and it's like home there it's, yeah, like it's like a real say, grimy. You're there, your family. Your family. That's what they say at Waffle mm. House. <laughs> when you're there, you have an all right time. You have a good time. Yeah. When you're there, where are you? Waffle House. <laughs> Waffle. What are you doing later? Waffle House. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, what are you doing later? Waffle House. That's right. Um. And put that energy in the air. Thank you to Bowen for our, for letting us use the track. Miss you. Have the EV panel machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash excuse me slash boen. We'll be back later this week with more. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Peace. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. I think I skipped a thing in the outro. You did. <laughs> Fuck, what did I skip in the outro? Kata, where's Kata? Kata, where do you find you? Hey, underscore Kata underscore appears. Thank you. Is that it? Yeah.
Oh, That's God, it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. That's right. Gloves off, Kato. Ooh, shut up. <laughs> oh. I was going to come out swinging. <laughs> uh, it's I, honestly, I don't like the idea of calling these things dumplings. I think we need another word for them. Because, like, <laughs> dumplings got to be stuffed. They don't. They have to be dumped. Huh. Wait. Shit. <laughs> uh-huh. This is real. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. Even the fried? Yeah, I guess even the fried ones. Hmm. I'm looking up the etymology of dumpling. <laughs> it's a really big word. It encompasses so many ideas that one could say it's not usefully descriptive of anything. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it comes from a low German word, dump. <laughs> Which meant lump. It meant that it was lumpy dough. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. You, you can see then how it ended up being like, well, what it, the lumps are just the food it's full it's, of, right? right? But, right. In, but it originates as just like a big weird lump of dough. Oh, man. Is sacchetti a dumpling? I don't know what sacchetti is. What's sacchetti? Sacket pasta. You just create a little pasta sheet oh. and you twist it and you fill it with good things. Mm. And Ooh. it's good. I made that it. Looks good. Um, it's, it's, oh, that looks it's, good. It's, it's oh, that looks good. It's a huge pain in the ass for. Yeah, I bet that looks that looks Like good. all homemade pasta. It's uh-huh. it's all just like, that was good. Not doing that again. Yeah, never again <laughs> on that one. Uh, what if okay. we called them lumplings instead? Right. <laughs> so. Isn't that the those people from Adventure Time? But. Aren't those the people from... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that works. 